Hey everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is December 2nd, 2020, second show of the week. Uh, so much to cover early on, Dave. Let's start with the good news. First off, happy birthday to the lovely and talented Julie Brownman. It's her birthday today. It is. I wished her happy birthday. Did you know it was her birthday until you saw me post it? Yeah, it shows up on my Facebook every year. Oh, that's it. I don't know why. I have the app. I was go ahead. The, app, what you're saying. The, the Facebook app never shows me anybody's birthday, and then I always feel bad the next day because somebody's like, "Hey, thank you for all the," and I'm like, "God damn, you dick!" I know. So then I always, I'm the king of happy belated birthday because this Facebook app <laughs> dicks me over every day. Uh, I love Julie Brownman for a thousand different reasons. Here, here's my two favorite yeah. stories, which she reminds me all the time. I didn't know her. But in 1997, I'd hit the wall working at KFMB. They were firing my buddy, Kevin Finnerty, and I was going to have to run the board and produce and screen calls for Hank's show. Now, look, I love Hank, but at that time... Even though they're going to combine all three salaries into one? they Yeah, which was shit <laughs> times three. So, uh, Bauer and I are great. I love him. But at that time, Kevin Kernan had just left. Yeah. And everybody that came in to work on that show was just jerking him off. And it sucked. There was no back and forth. It was just, Hank, you're great. You're a hero. So Sean's- You want to name some of these guys? Yeah. Mark Halda, Randy. Fuck. Who else was on there? I'm trying to- Was uh, Mark Grant? Uh, no. Oh, not much. Jerry Gross. Oh. Hey, I'd love to work there. I said, Jerry, look at your resume. For Christ's sake, Jerry Grosswood, his resume was the the yellow pages. It yeah. was insane. Did did Jerry Gross wear a suit when he came in? He absolutely did. Son of a bitch. He absolutely did. He he was yeah, he was really cool. A nice man. Um Sean Salisbury was a buddy of mine. Sean had come in and done some shows, and Sean and uh uh uh, uh John Fricky. We're going to go to 690 and do mornings. Yeah. So I go to dinner with Fricky. Had a great time. John was amazing. I'd known him from CNN. Yeah, I heard he invented the CNN. He did. 25 football pole. (laughs) Well, I think you're saying that being a dick. Yeah, I was. (laughs) Okay, well, do you not not like Fricky? I love Fricky. Honestly, I do like Fricky, but I always laugh that he's the one that brings that up all the time. He, He did... But I have to say, Dave, the way he did it with me that night, we were just, we went to Yogi's and John and I were having beers. I had just met him. And like I said, he had been a CNN anchor with Fred Hickman and Nick Charles and Dan. And uh, I just, I hit it off with him immediately. Yeah, I like him a lot. I you, really, You yeah. know what he does now, right? Doing morning radio. Yeah, a job that you and I turned down in Atlanta. He I now know. does that show. Well, good for him. Oh, fucking God. Um, it hurts when it's somebody you know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It was uh, a lot of money. So John John and I hit it off, and John was going to do mornings with Sean Salisbury. Program director is Bill, Bill Pugh, Dan's yes. brother. Dan who? Dan Patrick. I don't think people understand the reference, what you just said. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Dan Patrick's brother was Bill Pugh. Which is, means Dan Patrick's real name isn't Dan Patrick. You're unbelievable. Well, I don't him. think the listeners followed along. Well, yeah, he had a stage name. He's not going on his okay. damn I don't think pew. people understand how many people actually have stage names. Costa. Woods. Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how uh, many people do you think knew? Chainsaw. Is it okay if I give out Woods' real name? Yeah. Nobody listens to this, as he likes to say. 
Steve Lipschitz. Well, but now, see, it didn't translate to Good Morning Radio, so that's why Steve Woods. I'm going to get to him in a second. I, I owe him a public apology, and I'm going to give Again? him one tonight. Fuck. I hate when we do that. I know, but I, I told him yesterday he's getting a public apology, and uh, he's getting a legit one tonight. Okay. Bill Pugh takes me out, says, hey, I want you to come over and produce for Sean and Fricky. And I, I, Sean, I obviously know really well, and I enjoyed meeting Fricky. And he goes, we're going to get a female voice. And he goes, we're going to bring in a girl from Denver. Her name's Julie Brownman. And I said, man, don't do that. That's a bad play. <laughs> and he goes, why do you say that? And I go, because in San Diego, the Padres, Rockies aren't that bad. But I go, man, the Chargers hate the, hate the Broncos. Yeah, she probably has a cat named Elway. Yeah, right? And we're, I'm like, bad. I go, the better hire would be Crystal Fernandez. Yes. Well, Julie gets hired. They Crystal, really, they really listen to you. Yeah, Crystal eventually gets hired. I meet Julie. We go out, and she goes, I know who you are. I know exactly who you are. You're the guy who didn't want me to get this job. <laughs> ah, yeah. So we became great friends. About five years later, I meet her parents. Wonderful Jewish couple. Yeah. Dr. Jeff Brownman and his wife, Barb. They live in Santa Barbara. They take the train down. Now they're taking the train back to Santa Barbara. Me, as a guy that used to ride the trains as a kid, said to them, let me tell you something. One of the great things to do is get a window, and I go, they have the best ham and cheese sandwich ever on Amtrak. And that fucking Julie looks at me with a straight face. Jeff, my parents are Jewish. Aye, God. Well, they probably have other options. Jeff and Barb laughed and laughed and laughed. I've been repeated of that story a thousand <laughs> times. And then as I put on Instagram, I was just with her in February. And, yeah. But I would just say, Dave, where you go through, I saw somebody the other day, it might have been Loretta Emery, saying, how many friends do you know for more than 20 years? Yeah. You and I are incredibly yeah. blessed that we have a boatload, oh, yeah, and she is one of them, and yeah. just as great a friend as uh, as I have, and she's, I just she's cool as can be. The reason I laughed, you first brought it up. Yeah, the picture you two take is so great that you guys saw each other in Denver. But you guys yeah. are so fucking far under, away. It's easier to you. it's easier to find Waldo. We went to Red Rocks. This is the story I've said. We went to Red Rocks. Who took the, the picture, by the way? I'm gonna tell you the story. Oh my god! So Julie says it's the night after I took the bus down when I almost got oh, yeah, killed. That's right into Denver, and now Julie and I are hanging out. So she said to me, hey, as a music fan, what do you think about going out to Red Rocks? I go, holy shit, I'd love it. Remember the YouTube music video? You know what? Completely didn't know. Okay, this is a legendary amphitheater, and it's in the middle, as you can see in that picture, Dave. It's my screenshot. I yeah. mean, it's out in the middle, and everybody, Springsteen, like all these big names have played there. So she and I go... And she goes, you know, if you want, we can go down and we can stand on the stage. I go, wow, right? And, and when you come in, it just shows you. Think of any band you like, country, pop, rock. A lot of them have played there. And to feel like, hey, I'm standing on the same stage. You've probably done it at Hollywood Bowl. I did do it at Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, I've done that too. And you think about who's ever been there. Paul McCartney's yeah. played here, right? Did you break in Hollywood Bowl like I did? Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and... Uh, so now she and I are on the stage at Red Rocks, and we're, we're checking it out. Yeah. There is a kid about 17 
who's there with his mom. I said to the kid, can you do me a favor and get a picture of us here on the stage? The kid says, absolutely. I got you covered. So he stands, I feel like 10 feet away from us, if even that, five feet away, and he's taking pictures. He goes, hang on, let me take one this way, and I'll take one that way. Julie and I go, that was great. Thank you very much. She goes, now I'm going to take you to where I grew up. I put my phone in my pocket. We drive 45 minutes away to this little town where she grew up, and we go into this incredible, for anybody who's been to the waterfront in, uh, in kind of little Italy, it's the same type thing. It's a dive bar in the wall. They give you Pabst Blue Ribbon in a can and the best burger you've had. So we're sitting there, and she goes, hey, let's see the picture from Red Rocks. And I go, and I open my phone, and I fucking die laughing. I die laughing. And she goes, what's the problem? I go, look at what this fucking asshole did. I go, look at this fucking idiot. Look at what he did. She and I have laughed about this fucking picture. Can She will send it to me just yeah. randomly. Oh, really? Like every two weeks. Hey, remember when we think we were at Red Rocks? This fucking guy thought that was the picture we wanted. And so I put it up, and it's on my Instagram today. You fucking can't tell we're in the picture. No, you guys look like he took it from five football fields away. I have no idea what the fuck this guy did with my camera because we took pictures throughout the day. This guy looks like he's nine miles away. And But, like, the guy was a young kid. He wasn't yeah. 90. He wasn't Bob Newhart. And uh, and so she and I have fucking laughed all the time. And she so I sent this to her the other day, and I go, hey, just thinking back, this was the last normal day that I had. And she goes, I cannot fucking take it. So she goes, I'm making that the home screen on my phone. I go, I'm doing the same thing. Oh, that's awesome. So, But the thing is, Dave, you're the only one that has looked at it and goes, where the fuck are you two? Everybody yeah. else is like... I had no idea. Yeah, everybody else is I like... I didn't even know you are on a stage till you just said that. Yeah. Everybody else says, man, that's a beautiful picture. I called her. I go, I don't think anybody gets the joke. Yeah. I don't think I, anybody... I didn't. I didn't understand. I honestly yes. thought you thought that this is a great picture. No, it's the funniest picture and it's on my Instagram. It's my favorite picture of 2020 because you can't even fucking tell we're in it. No. It and, is crazy. And she and I... I swear to God, Dave, we have, that was February, yeah. month before COVID hit. The next night, we're with 19,000 people in Pepsi Arena for, for uh, Tampa Bay and the Avs. And fucking three weeks later, everything shuts down. Wow. It's funny. I'm looking at this picture right now. You're going to have to repost this picture because we just talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my Instagram. I, I had no idea that's the stage. I'm honest with God. Yeah. I had no idea where you guys are. Look where the fuck. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's the the guy gave back that, Dave that's the best out of the eight. Oh my. that picture I didn't do anything to it I have not altered that picture you couldn't alter it it's impossible no. and so thank god you're the only guy because everybody else thinks she and I actually think it's a great picture oh my god we just look at it and laugh our ass off that is fucking nuts yeah that but is it's fucking crazy it's the last weekend that I was out of town before COVID hit so I'm like god damn I told her I go, that is, and she agrees. Yeah. She goes, I just fucking can't take that that kid was like, oh, here you go. I got a bunch of great pictures for you. Do you? Am I even fucking here? Where am I? So, uh, yeah, that was it. You know, you brought up the part about the, the ham sandwich. Uh, my, yes. My wife did that to my grandmother, like the very first oh, time I introduced God. her. And I said to her, 
my grandmother doesn't eat pork. Don't fucking tell her I eat pork. I mean, she knows. Well, I Julie eat. didn't do that for yeah, me. Oh, I should have yeah. known better. But well, my wife had a heads a heads up, and then no. immediately my grandmother goes, "Where did you go to lunch?" Well, we went over here, and Dave had a ham sandwich, and I was like, "Holy oh, fuck! God Are damn. you serious?" She's joking. She's stupid. You know. <laughs> She's stupid. She thinks it's funny. You know, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like the guy in uh, in semi pro. He didn't right. call you jive turkey. He called you <laughs> cocksucker. Because all of a sudden, well, that's me. But here's here's one of those things where I fucked up, and I was just thinking about it as you were talking. Do you remember when we were doing Charger post game shows at Lou Bush's place? Oh God, yeah, Bird Rock. And there was during one of our shows, um, we're outside, and it's you, me, Alan Horton, and, yeah, and we're doing the show, and Halda, and, and Halda, Halda, I got a million stories there, none of them for on here, but right. but we're doing the show, and and at one point I go to use the restroom one week, and I come back, and this lady in a yellow uh, yep. sweater, absolutely ye- remember the day, yeah, yells at me because everything she hates about Spanos and his shitty uh, buildings oh. and his. Uh, and he's not a good guy, and he fucking is a slumlord. She's yelling all these crazy things. I have no idea what the fuck. And I was like, lady, I'm just doing a show. Yeah. I got to go back on there, and she just won't give me give, give me a breath of air. The next week we go back, and I see out of the corner of my eye someone in a yellow sweater, another woman. Oh, my God. I remember. And, remember, <laughs> and I cussed her out. Yes. Yeah, and I yelled at her, and I said, get the fuck out of here. I don't hear your bullshit today. Right. I listened to it last week. I got a fucking show to do. And then Alan Horton like, dude, what are you yelling at my mother for? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Alan Horton's mom came in from Boston, yeah. and I cussed out his mom who I yes. never met before because she happened to be wearing a yellow sweater. You dumb shit. That was one of the like, most embarrassing moments of all time. You dumb shit. <laughs> uh, let me get the Steve Woods apology out of the way. And cool. ironically, Dave, this is no joke. Okay. I'm sitting at lunch yesterday at a local sandwich shop, and for the first time in probably two years... Just changing it up. No bullshit. I ordered a ham and pepper jack sandwich. Isn't that weird? So I'm sitting eating a ham sandwich and I'm reading Rolling Stone magazine. And in the back of the magazine, they have an interview with David Byrne from Talking Heads. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's so many fucking overrated bands in the world. But to me, Talking Heads with Steppenwolf and Styx and a bunch of Steely Dan... They're all just shit. Steely Dan's up there. There's some stick shit I like. Go ahead. Whatever. But Talking Heads to me is just the ultimate douche band. What about Fish? Fish. Fish is terrible. Uh, yeah, Fish is a great call. Right, I almost said a couple others, but I was I was wrong on those. A couple bands where I was like, no, they're good. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm reading this article and now I'm starting to get pissed. And I go, you know what? I swear to God, if this fucking Woods tells me how great the talking heads are, I'm going to go like Brennan on Dale, and I'm going to fucking hit him, and I'm going to bury him in Pasadena. (laughs) So I go on a text with you and Woods, and I go, I'm going to lose my shit if you answer this the wrong way, Woods. What's your feeling on talking heads? And he goes... They suck. Yeah. He goes, now, this was kind of funny. It's kind of a wild band. I wasn't expecting it. But Steve said, I'm much more of a Cars fan. And 
I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of the cars. I don't hate them. I don't love them. What about cars like in 1984? Yeah, I mean, went when, nuts. Yeah, I mean, they were. But again, Dave, I'm very middle of the road with yeah. cars. Don't don't hate them. Um, don't love them. But I was like, God damn, I can live with Steve being a cars fan. Yeah, I can live with that. And but I go, I was just so genuinely excited that he said he couldn't stand the talking heads that I told him, you know what? I'm going to go on and I'm going to apologize. <laughs> because if you would have asked me to guess, I would have said, yeah, he's probably seen the movie and he probably had that white suit and he probably sings burning down the house. And you know what? My brother Woods set me right. He goes, fuck no. I hate those guys. And I I said, he's owed an apology. <laughs> so, Steve, I'm sorry if I doubted you. I'm trying to find his list. There it is right here. His list of most uh, most listened to songs this year. Did you see his list? No. There's a thing you can do. I don't, I don't know if you can do it on your phone. It's an iPhone thing. Okay. His mo- number one most listened to song, okay, according okay. to his phone. And, I, dude, I don't even know the song, okay? It's by the Deftones. It's Ohms. Do you know it? No, I don't, but he was very funny talking. To, he and Ben, Ben had me fucking dying today. And when Steve and uh, Paul were ready to beat Ben up, I got a huge kick. Did you hear what happened? You know what? Since I got this new puppy, man, my, my listening schedule's all fucked up. I am glad that Steve was back. I flipped him on for a second today, and he was talking about trying to talk his kid into giving stuffed animals away to kids who don't have any toys. Good luck his, on that. His kid told him, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get, get the Dude, he's two. Two and a half. Yeah, why don't you just tell him right now there's no Santa, no Easter, uh, no Easter Bunny. Let's just get him prepped for real life before he turns three. <laughs> they were talking about uh, uh, that Jose Canseco wants to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. And Ben and Steve told this story really, really well. It was really funny. And apparently Canseco said on Twitter that he wanted to fight one of the Logan brothers. Like he didn't yeah. even have the name right. But Steve said uh, that, I guess, Jake Paul used to date Canseco's daughter. Oh, Jesus. And so Canseco said, hey, I want to fight you. And, and then Jake Paul said, hey, if there's one thing I like to do, it's smash a Canseco. Oh, fuck. And, uh, and fucking Ben goes, hey, Rindel Paul, are you related to them? And... Like, they basically, Paul and Steve just told him, hey, shut the fuck up. And Ben laughed and laughed and laughed at his own joke. He loved it. He thought it was the funniest shit ever. And, dude, like, Ben's pretty pretty straight-laced. Dude, when you hear that guy fucking cracking up and Paul and Steve wanted to beat the shit out of him, dude, I was dying. That was fucking good shit. Are they back in studio? I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I think you could probably ask Steve. You have his number. Yeah. I don't know why you're asking me. I just didn't really care till right now when you said it. So. No, it's good, man. It's, it's just the the whole world's fucking upside down. So yeah. having that CBS shit on last week sucked. Yeah. And I've been in Carlsbad for a couple of weeks. And so to go up and just kind of hear those guys doing their stuff. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I said something on the show two days ago that, it, that obviously I made a huge mistake because I got my hat handed to me, as they like to say. I said about Newsom. I said, how many people hated him? I go, oh, fuck. Well, we're alive. So, hey, maybe he's doing something right. And then people were like, oh, have you seen what he's about to do to the restaurant business? Oh, my Meaning God. no drive through no takeout. 
And what? people who I know were in the restaurant business saying, if this shit goes through, we're all fucked. And I just went, oh, my God, dude. I have so many friends in the restaurant business. I know you're thinking it's Sean that's rat fucking no. the, the government. It's not, it's not Sean. And, uh, and I was like, fuck. I got to try to say something nice on Monday. Now I feel really bad that all these people who are obviously it's life or death for them. Yeah. Bad, bad choice of words. I understand. But look, these people need to make a living. They have to. Dave, I, I went with a friend of mine uh, two nights ago. To Mr. Peabody's in Encinitas, great little, um, before we came down here, great little local place for uh, dinner. What kind Go, of food? Uh, just American, but happy hours. So we just got a couple of fish tacos and a, and a beer. And uh, this is the shit that I can't figure out. It's funny. I was just talking to a buddy of mine on the drive down who's a former bartender. Like, I get it. I see all the numbers going up. I understand the challenges that everybody has to have. But here's what nobody can explain to me. My son and I or my friend Wendy and I the other night are at Peabody's and everybody feels like when you're outside and I could reach over and hit the other person on the shoulder, but because we're outside under heaters, we're safe. Yet three weeks ago when I was in there and we're at a table and then they skip a table, and then it's another table, and they're 15 feet away, that apparently doesn't work. And to me, that's just fucking insane. It's like they're just, I don't get it. That does not, you cannot convince me whether you're Fletcher, Nathan Fletcher, or Newsom, or any of these guys. You go, hey, man, I'll defer to you guys, right? Uh, you get the numbers, the whole deal. There's no way, absolutely no way you can convince me that the way the restaurants are currently set up for outside dining is safer than going table, skip, table on the inside. I just don't believe it. My son and I, like three weeks ago, uh, we went to Chili's. My son loves Chili's. So we went to Chili's, got dinner, same thing. Closest people, 15 feet away, if even that. We sat down, we had dinner, games on TV, right? We're hanging out. We come down because haircut shuts us down. And it's the same thing. They're out on the patio and everybody is fucking jammed in. And you're like, dude, I can feel this guy. Steve was talking about it this morning, being in line at a grocery store. And you're like, these guys are in your space. Yep. Outside dining, you go, these guys feel like they're all in our space. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm a believer in the numbers. I see all these different things. I just don't know how you're protecting me and keeping these businesses open. If you're jamming people every five, every feet, like every five feet instead of every 15 feet. The UK came out uh, today, at least it was on I the news. That. Yeah, that they could be taking the vaccine as soon as like within a week. Yeah. Which is amazing. But you want to show people in the United States, I think, how serious you are is you shut down the airlines. You tell everyone, hey, guess what? You have 10 days to get back to wherever you want to be for a month because we're shutting yeah. all the airlines down. We can't have guys sitting shoulder to shoulder. Yet we can't have guys. We can't have guys in restaurants. It doesn't make any sense. So, no. but obviously there's there's huge money in the airlines, and yeah. but there's huge money in the restaurant business too. And again, I'm not here to fix problems. I don't have the the solution. But you're right. Common sense tells you in certain ways seems a little we were, bit safer than the other way. We were doing it fine with the way the restaurants were. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I would say, um, that was there a huge influx at any of the restaurants that were doing it and you go downtown and you go by any of those restaurants in the gas lamp right my my other son jack and i 
when the baseball playoffs were going on, we were down when fuck Tampa play here. Were they playing the Yankees? Yankees? Yeah. We're at uh, Nicky Rotten's in Coronado. Great place. And we're at Nicky Rotten's, and it's the same thing, Dave. Nobody is within 20 fucking feet of us, and that's a great Coronado place. We met the owner a handful of years ago. Great dude. Dude, that on the corner of Orange Avenue by the water down there by the ferry landing? You don't think the fucking nut that kid has to cover every month is huge? And we're fucking him by saying, hey, you can't open up the inside, but you can utilize the seven outdoor tables? Bullshit. Sorry, man. Bullshit. Nathan Fletcher. I look at this guy. I go, fuck, man. I want to believe you. I get it. But maybe what you're doing right now, you're shutting all the restaurants down and the numbers are going through the fucking roof there, kid. So maybe you're, you're saving the plan isn't quite working. You should look at where the fuck these people are coming from. Man, people are extremely frustrated. I oh, mean, people, we thought people were frustrated in June, but here we are towards the end of the year and you could just see that the frustration level is rising all over the place to the point where you just see people that I think stop being as nice to each other as they normally are during the holiday season. Yeah. It's and behind that mask. You could say, fuck you to anybody. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck off. What'd you say? You heard what I said. Yeah. Did you wish me good Yuletide? <laughs> fuck you. Uh, ho, ho. <laughs> what are you saying? Have you been to a place where you go in and they ask for your phone number? Ah, uh, yeah, a lot yeah, of pla- yeah. a lot of restaurants have yeah, done that. They do that. They they do the whole phone number in case there's a hey, obviously a trace of hey, someone I'm here tested in. positive. Yeah, I do too. I don't sound like I give out a fake number. No, and uh, yeah, right. I want to know if somebody there call me. Yeah, and then uh, I'll take my kids to get that cotton swab before I go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I remember the first time they did it. Yeah, and it was this girl. And I go, I'm walking in with my sons, and she's like, great, I just need your number. I'm like, wow. We just started talking. And my son's like, dad, enough. That's it. And I'm like, I sat down. I'm like, okay, just tell me one time. Dad joked. They're like, dude, it was worse than that. Worse. The girl's just trying to make a living, dad. I go, got it. I'm done. The joke's <laughs> over. Don't be a cock block. Yeah, you're killing me here. And... uh but I just said to the girl, I go, hey, all kidding aside, does anybody give you a hard time? She goes, for the most part, people are cool, but there's somebody in the group. I go, that just sucks, yeah. man. I go, no, I appreciate you looking out for us. We're just goofing around. But, um, yeah, my kid just no time at all. No, of course not. That's the age they're at right now. They got yeah. no time for your bullshit. It's None. only going to get worse for the next four years when they're in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. right? God but, forbid they bring a girl home to meet you. Uh <laughs> Well, I, it's so weird you say that, Dave. It's weird you say that because I had a great conversation with them the other day. And uh, it's funny. I did this tonight. There was a girl. This was before I met. I mean, I had met my wife, but yeah. before we started dating. So this goes back to probably 2003. And before you and I got hired at KFMB in 98... Um, I was working for a company downtown called Everin Securities. And Everin was, I was going to take the Series 7. So Everin gave me a great per diem, and I was in there studying. And there was a girl in our office who was just great. And she was kind of the office manager, but she really knew the market, sports fan, the whole deal. 
And as time went on, her mom became an unbelievable supporter of this show. Loved it, right? And she, her mom was very close friends with John Monty, Crusher. Yeah. And her name was Bella. Remember Bella? How, not that you and I ever met her, but John Monty would always say wherever we ended up, whether it was Free FM, 1090, one of the numerous times in iHeart or anywhere else, we'd run into Crusher and Crusher would say, man, this is going to make Bella very, very happy. Well, Bella passed away about a year ago. Wow. And uh, her daughter, who I'm going to not share her name, but her daughter and I had dated for a while. And Dave, I will tell you openly, fuck, man, I don't know what my fucking problem was, but if you could think back at relationships where you go, the girl was really great, and I was just a dick, like openly. No excuses. I don't know what the problem was. Like just a fucking asshole to a really good person. And so you were saying that about my kids and bringing a girl home, and I fucking pulled her picture up on Instagram. And I go, you see this girl right here? Smart beautiful, funny, sports fan, treated your dad great, and I couldn't have been a bigger fucking douche. I just couldn't have been. I don't know what the fuck my problem was, but I was. And I go, you know what, man? 17 years later, she's still fucking cool to me. And so tonight, she had posted a thing on social media, and she was saying, I'm thinking about all my friends this year at the holidays. I love you. I'm thinking about you. And it's a really hard time because it's the first time I'm going through it as an orphan. Wow. And I wrote her a message tonight. And I said, hey, man, I just want to tell you what, what um, your mom meant to me. Because I said there was a lot of days in those times when I wasn't the guy I wanted to be. And your mom's support was always there. And I said, if I see the name Bella... In a business or a post, I go, God damn, she's always the first person I think of. And she wrote me back the nicest message, and she said, man, that means a lot to me right now. Thank you. And she goes, I just love seeing the pictures of you and your boys. That's cool. And I said, I'm really glad you mentioned them because I said, let me tell you what I told them. And I, I just said, I told them, I showed them your picture, and I said, your dad was a complete fucking asshole to this girl right here. And I just told her, I go, there's no excuse for it, and I'm sorry, and I'm glad you fucking still talk to me. And I go, uh, I said, you know what? If you're up for it in the spring, I'll take you to the pods game. Just yeah. like, no, I'll take you to the pods game, buy you a beer, and you can just fucking remind me of all the stupid shit I did. And uh, I go, oh, by the way, I just wanted to remind you, I got divorced two years ago. <laughs> I'm not Malik Beasley. <laughs> and she just wrote me back. Like five That's crying awesome. emojis, and she goes, I fucking love it. I'm like, okay, I'm not Malik Beasley. Like, I'm divorced, oh, right? Hilarious. And, uh, but it's like, yeah, Dave, I just, I told my sons, I'm like, look, man, if I ever see you fucking disrespecting somebody like I did to somebody really special, uh, you're going to hear about it yeah. from me. Cause it's just a terrible, and I, goddamn, I fucking regret it to this day how yeah. I was to her. She was great. And luckily, she, uh, she let me off the hook. Is she married? No. Look at that. Looky, looky. <laughs> but no, I'll fucking just kidding around. Try, like try, You're trying to make up for being a dick. Yeah. What you're saying. You just, and she let me off the hook. She's heard the show. She saw that, you know, married for a long time and kids, the whole thing. But goddamn, when you finally have the opportunity to go, yeah. look, I know 
what the fuck I was right there, and I'm sorry for being a dick. Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you... Uh, okay, you brought up Malik Beasley. I find Holy this, this story fascinating for the people who don't know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big NBA fan. I didn't realize who Malik Beasley was when I first heard the name, you know? Yeah. So, for people who don't know, Malik Beasley is the guy right now who's with Larza Pippen, Scotty Pippen's wife. Well, go back. Hang on. Go ahead. Let's go back. As a Timberwolves fan. Okay. If you go back to the start of this year, the Timberwolves have always kind of struggled to find the right chemistry for their team. Yeah. And they had Carl Anthony Towns there, but Andrew Wiggins wasn't really a fit. Robert Covington was okay. Jeff Teague wasn't really a fit at point guard. So their front office made a flurry of moves kind of in January and February to shake up the roster. One of the things that they did, of course, was bring in D'Angelo Russell. But then in one of the other moves they did, they brought in Malik Beasley in a trade with Denver. They were very excited because they felt like with Russell Beasley, who I may have been coming off the bench in Denver, but was going to get the opportunity to play the two with Towns, clearing the contract of, of Wiggins, getting him out of town and bringing in a couple other names that came in. They thought the chemistry could be something that they could build upon as they headed in. COVID happens. Wolves get shut down. That lineup plays like 12 games. Everybody goes into the bubble. The Wolves don't go into the bubble. Beasley's a restricted free agent. Earlier this year, the cops are called out to his property because he has shotguns pulled on a bunch of people, and he's facing felony charges for an, an assortment of different charges. Yeah. The question was, what were the Wolves going to do with him because they still as all sports go, think, hey, he could still be a guy, and if he can get off with probation or doing anything else, maybe we can get him. There were talk that they would do a sign and trade with the Knicks and other teams trying to move around on draft night, but ultimately the Wolves re-sign him for four years, $60 million, but if you look at it, it's more like three years, $45 million, but that's what they do. So they had just... After the whole potential felony charge, they have just committed to Minnelik Beasley and said, you have financial stability. Here you go. That's within the last two weeks. And then we have the story, Dave, that you're going to tell what happened yesterday. Okay. So all of a sudden, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, who is now his ex-wife because he dealt with a lot of shit for a while. People are losing their mind. She used to be on Housewives of Miami. Okay. okay. Larsa Pippen. Never seen she's her until with, yesterday. Uh, yeah, she's friends with the Kardashians. She's on the TV show Kardashians, too, because she's oh, wow. living with Courtney. Oh, wow. Because Scotty freezed all her assets. Well, the first time she went fucking uh, Future, the rap star, she uh, Scotty Pippen was embarrassed and pissed off, but somehow they made up, and he bought her a $4 million ring. Oh, my and God. And he's like, wait a second. What are you doing, Scotty? Everybody's screaming, what are you doing? And she's been with different... Pro athletes and oh, so this is this yeah, is this happened. is her thing. This is oh, her deal. I literally, Dave, yeah. had never heard of her until yesterday. Remember the scene in Boogie Nights? Yes, where the director's wife keeps Bill fucking Macy's. Every, yeah, Bill Macy's wife fucking yeah. the guy in the in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It basically, Pippin's Bill Macy, and so <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? So 
it gets so bad, dude, that this is her thing. Forget about the Malik Beasley yet. They yeah. have a kid who is a really good basketball player who's a freshman at Vanderbilt who's getting tortured, dude, by oh, everybody across the country because of his mom can't stop fucking these guys. So she's 46. She's smoking hot. Yeah. Malik Beasley's 24. Yeah. Is married. I just found out while yeah. you were talking with the, with the child. Yeah. And his wife is gorgeous. Yeah, Montana Yao. Yeah, she's she's super pissed. Now, what's her story? Her story is her man's in Miami with no. Lars. I don't know. But don't is know, she so. like Instagram? Is she an actress? Is she a model? Do you know what? Literally just found her name out two minutes ago. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. I, I had no idea. Okay. And I'm just going, oh my God, man. I just like, I, I always say moms, moms and dogs get a special category for being right. the best of the best. If my mother was Larsa Pippen, I'd lose my fucking mind. I'd like, Jesus, well, what are you doing? You, you look at that, and I, I just think if I'm the Wolves, I'm like, I get it. He didn't do anything wrong, but you just committed three years and $45 million to a guy. Yeah. When you're trying to get Carl Anthony Towns and, and D'Angelo Russell, and you just drafted Anthony Edwards, and you go, I mean, fuck are we doing over here? <laughs> What are we doing over here? Hey, Malik. Hey. Hey. Tweet, tweet. Because I can't whistle. Get the fuck over here. Okay? Are you are you capable of getting your shit together? Like, you know? You're going to be on TMZ Sports every, every other fucking day? Like, holy shit, dude. We're the Wolves. We're, like, you're yeah. making this almost as bad as the fucking Knicks. Yeah. Camp opens in about a week. I want to know what Alan Horton's going to ask him. Yeah. Don't skip over like you don't fucking know, Horton. Yeah, Horton. Don't you just go and sit by Ricky Rubio all day taking Christmas card pictures. Save it. Save it, Syracuse. Just ask the questions we all want the answers to. Yeah. Fuck. God damn it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing, Horton. He's going to sit in the corner eating a banana, acting like he doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering where James Johnson is. <laughs> he got traded for Ricky Rubio. Now, if Geffner was there, yes, that little show off, <laughs> he'd do the whole interview with Rubio in Spanish, even though they both speak perfect English. We get it. You know what Ketal means. Let us up. Uh, how much do we love those two guys? Um, Padre News yeah, today. Yeah, stuff for you. Go ahead. I am shocked that they tendered Tommy Pham. Me too. Let me I let me be the first I'm glad fucking you said guy. That, man. Oh, That's I'm the gonna say even I more. Going. I am so fucking sick of the local media in this town. I said to Woods, holy shit. What the fuck am I missing on Tommy Pham with this team? I get it, Dave. I enjoyed watching him play in St. Louis. I enjoyed watching him play in Tampa. Yep. Honestly, the the shit that happened at Pacers, you go, well, that's kind of a crazy thing. That has nothing to do with what comes into my decision. Do we understand the fucking guy had hand and wrist surgery? Yeah. And and we're going to tender this dude for $8 million? And he's suing the strip club for the fact that he's saying it might be a career-threatening injury. 200, 200 fucking stitches? Yes. Look, I, I don't know, have any idea what happened in Pacers, what the club did or didn't do, so I'm not going to pop off about that. I'm just saying from a ball from a baseball standpoint, that, to me, today was the move where I go, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm listening to every guy in town, starting with Ben and Steve. Well, hey, I. it's like, is Tommy Pham sitting outside the studio doing this with his fist? <laughs> That's what he's in the parking lot. Woods is looking at the wedding, he's standing right next to Woods' yeah. car. Yeah, he's just sitting there going, 
fucking see it. Fucking see it. Okay. Hey, 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 I'd probably tend to you. The guy, you got a fucking broken down guy. His elbow's fucked. His wrist is fucked. Hamstring's fucked. His hand is fucked. His attitude is fucked. I don't know that. Yeah, when he, as soon as he was announced he was traded, he was disappointed. He didn't even play the game. Well, I, I don't know that. I'm saying, Dave, strictly from Fuck. a physical standpoint. Fuck him. I'm like, you're gone, dude. Yeah, dude, he had a bad year. It's not like you're saying goodbye to a guy that had great numbers last year. He didn't have a good year. And just say goodbye. What it, this was your opportunity. What would it have taken you to get Kyle Schwarber here? Dude, that's it's funny you say that. I was going to ask you, would you rather have Schwarber, Schwarber. Brantley, or Jock Peterson, or Pham? I, I take Brantley or P- Tommy Pham would be fourth. Jesus. I don't I mean, get- call me crazy, but you have you have Myers, you have Machado, you have Tatis, all right-handed bats. Yeah. Go, go with the lefty bat. Yeah. And I, I, But I don't get the tippy-toeing around, like saying, hey, man, you know what, Tommy? I wish you were the guy two years ago in Tampa because at $8 million, fuck yeah, we're plugging you right in. You have a fucked-up wrist, a fucked-up hand, and a fucked-up elbow. Like, exactly. later, dude. Like, I, again, it has nothing to do with whatever happened at Pacers, but trying to recover from 200 stitches. Yeah, the fact he's suing is not a good idea either. The fact that he, it just looks bad. It, the whole thing is like, dude, move on. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe. And maybe you were just a guy that, that just happened to be fucking shift. But man, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck? He's not an all-star. I, I get that they have access to medical records that you and I don't have access to. And the to. Padres were shocked that he was suing Pacers for, as he said, could be career-threatening injuries. They're like, what are you talking about? I get that he's just sitting there all day watching MLB Network squeezing a tennis ball or those two wrist things from AMF. Remember that yes, thing that yeah. had the steel bar in between? And that fucking wrist is going to be unbelievable. Goddamn, I wish him a full recovery. Hit he 211. Been, Hit 2 fucking 11. I, he would have been fucking non-tendered. But everybody in this town was like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Ben, I don't know what to do. I'd, I'd probably bring him back because he's a character guy. I, they're giving him credit for what happened to Hosmer. I don't know if that's true or not, but my God damn. All right. So Hosmer's he- like, you hit two, what, 211? All right, here you go. So, so someone will say to me, because I know you assholes work, imagine thinking 211 is an important stat. Okay, I'll give you a couple stats that are important to the Padres. Got on base uh, with a 312 on base percentage. Not good. His OPS is 624. That's about half of what you want a guy to have in his position. Yeah. And you're going, okay, what are we doing? I just don't understand. Again, he's past his physical prime, what they would say are his best years. I it- Say goodbye. I, it's the one thing I have pleaded with this franchise for for 30 years, and they just seem to resist it. It's not how much money you spend. It's how much smart money you spend. Yeah. And Clevenger on a two-year deal, you're not going to convince me smart money. And Tommy Pham on a one-year deal uh, with the injuries for both of these guys. It's exactly what the focus is. Telling me, I mean, remember, Dave, when, I mean, Garrett Richards and Mark Pryor, Who's the big Josh Johnson? That's the guy I was just gonna say. The big tall dude that had pitched for the Marlins. They just threw money at that guy. Yep. God damn. <laughs> Best thing anybody can do is get on the Padres payroll. And no, if, shit. 
if I'm Tatis, I'm like, how much is he making? <laughs> you aren't kidding. Now, if Tommy Pham comes back and has the 2021 like we all hoped he'd have the 2020, holy shit, man, I won't be uh, hesitant at all to go, that's why AJ's there and I'm here. But to me, when you're talking about what the money's going to be, yeah, and they all, Pete and AJ and the rest of the baseball ops, they have earned the benefit of the doubt completely. This is much different than the Jeff Morad days when you were putting out a payroll of $21 million. I get it. But I, I got to be honest, Dave, I was shocked that they tendered him today. Yeah. Now, maybe, maybe they're looking at the medicals. Maybe they're seeing him in the cage, and they go, fuck, this guy looks ready to go. Shit, that would be awesome. That would be absolutely awesome. But just from what you're hearing and what Ken Rosenthal wrote yesterday yeah. about the wrist and hand yeah, surgery. He's not in any cage right now. He's not yeah. hitting right now. He's not swinging yet. He's just running. It's all if he <laughs> running from the guy that has a knife. But I'm telling you, he's not doing jack shit. He's not doing anything you and I aren't doing. Yeah, yeah And we aren't professional baseball players. I I look at that and go, that deal to me made no sense. I'm with you. Okay, you brought up uh, Schwarber, though, for a second. The Schwarber uh-huh. one is, is very – the Cubs are very interesting to me. I think mm-hmm. if you're a Cubs fan, you're a little frustrated because Chris Bryant isn't the player he was a few years ago where he yeah. was on pace of going, this guy's a fucking Hall of Famer. Might be the best player in the game. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year, MVP – uh, World Series championship. Everything he did every year was outstanding. College player of the year before he even came to the Cubs. So you look at Schwarber. He's 27 now. Obviously, he'll be 28 for the season. This year was not a good year for, for Schwarber. Only had six home runs. But you look at, uh, excuse me, he had 11 home runs. Better than I thought. The year before that, 38 home runs. 26 home runs. 30 yeah. home runs before that. Really, he's kind of a guy, though, that's not a guy without a position. He's not a good left fielder. He's not He's not a catcher as he came up. And yeah, he's not he's a bad left fielder, but, though. But the chances are the DH is going to stay around in the National League. That's what they're no, expecting. they just haven't announced it yet. Yeah, but that's that, those are the chances. And if you have to stick him in left, so what? You stick him in left. It's a short left field in, yeah. in San Diego anyway. you got the fucking gold glove center fielder to cover his ass. I would have liked the idea to see what is Schwarber going to get. What's the market going to say for What's Schwarber? What's Eddie Rosario going to get it, it, from the Twins? Yeah. I, I I mean, maybe these guys are going to get uh, – a good buddy of mine at work is is a big Cubs fan. So I said to him today, and a Padre fan, and I said, would you have made a run at Schwarber here? I go, would you have gotten Schwarber for the eight? Fuck yeah, you get Schwarber for that. I go, tell me about left field because I've seen him play a little, but I'm not going to act like I saw 162 or even the 60. It was decent. Decent. Not, not going to win a gold glove. Not a gold glover, but he's not going to kill you out there. I mean, we've seen worse. And <laughs> we have. No, I mean, we have. I know. Unfortunately, we have. And, uh, and you go, all right. Does that make you think if they're doing that, does that make you think they're flipping Myers? No, you know, it's funny. I don't think they're flipping Myers. I don't know. I'd, I'd now would be kind of surprised. Unless they, they, they feel there is such a need for pitching that they go, we have to do something to help our pitching. And if yeah. someone's willing to take Myers to give us a guy that can start this year in the rotation, that's the only way I could see them trade in Myers. But it's going to have to be Myers. It better not be prospect. for a minor leaguer, right? I mean, uh, if, God dang, if we trade for another fucking minor leaguer. Yeah, Myers in a prospect for somebody. Yeah. As long as it's somebody that can step in the rotation. Yeah. You need a rotation guy. A proven rotation guy. But all of a sudden... And look, maybe the other deal is maybe the pods look at fam and go, we're bringing him here because we're just we're so thin in outfield depth in the minors that it's worth the $8 million gamble 
in today's money, it's not that much of a gamble to hope that he comes back healthy and he can go and we actually get the guy in 21 that we thought we were getting in 20. The other thing could be too, Dave, is they may look at the market and go, you know what, for what we're getting with FAM at $8 million is going to be much different than the other guys that are available free agents that might cost us 10, 12, or 14. We'll gamble on famine. In that situation, I'd go, okay. But for me, just looking at the injuries, because um, I heard a lot of talk today about people that were looking at the Pacers and the lawsuit, and I heard somebody bring up COVID and everything else. And I didn't even bring any of that into the equation. I just looked at it from the hand and wrist and thought, God, that that doesn't sound to me like a guy who's going to give you 140 games next year. No. But, That's what I was saying. Even if you didn't go with him, I don't think Jock Peterson gets $8 million right. a year. Jock Peterson, in, in a full 162-game season, hit 36 home runs last time out. God Again, damn. he's only 28, 36, 25 the year before that. He's a natural left fielder, a left-handed bat. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, maybe maybe I'm crazy, but for some reason, man, they were sold on Tom, Tommy Pham. Uh, he changed everything. <laughs> he just he changed the culture. I have no idea. I didn't hear Woods and uh, and Ben talk Holy about it. Cow. But dude, okay, so if they wouldn't have tendered him a contract, were those guys a rat fuck fam? Were they been the company guys? Uh yeah, yeah. Hey, he's got to go. Can you have that, a cancer like that on our team? He's at that club with those girls. They're showing. They're taking their shirt off. Kind of example is he sent for Jake Cronenworth and Maury Hone. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. We were just talking about uh, we we're talking about somebody with kids and high school kids and earlier we were just talking about somebody. I can't think who it was a minute ago. But you were saying they had a family and kids, the whole deal. Tom Brenneman came out and did an interview in Cincinnati, and we all remember what happened with Tom, where he was on the air uh, announcing Cincinnati Reds baseball. And I listen, man, it's a guy I've known 25 years, and I'm, I'm surely nobody to throw rocks. But, wow, when you have that headset on with the microphone right in front of you, it just it makes you nervous, I, I would think. Yeah, I mean, but he's done it so long, you know, that maybe he just felt comfortable to use a word he's never used his entire life. Tom describes someplace, you're being a douche again. Yeah, it was the worst fucking excuse of all time. Yeah. I've never used that word in my life, but I'm going to use it comfortably right now <laughs> right. with a microphone on. Yeah, right. So Tom came out today. He did an interview with, uh, I think it was a Cincinnati radio station, but it got picked up by the New York Post. And what he was saying, Dave, was, you know, he, he can do one of two things, which is true for anybody. Said he can run and hide or he can try to be better by getting out in the community and talking to people and, and just trying to be a stand-up guy, accepting responsibility for what he did. And he said something that I think all of us think is, he said, you know, I got high school kids and, and everything else. And uh, and he goes, I'm just, I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other, right? And I'm just wondering, man, like, as a society, when do, we, when do we finally look at a guy and go, all right, you get it. You fucked up that day. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying what he said because it's terrible. But how high a price should that guy pay? Okay, well, here's the deal. It's not just Tom. It's not like Tom can go hire himself. You sure. know what I'm saying? 
you and I like Tom. As much as I was just being a smartass, I like yeah. Tom. I like his dad. He's been great to us. The family's been great to us. We know him on a personal note. He said something that was extremely offensive, okay? And yep. we're trying to make strides in the, in the right direction, meaning us as a society. Yep. Okay, so here's the deal. You go, how long does it take before Tom gets another shot? Somebody has to say, I'm willing to put my job on the line for Tom. Yeah. So some program director or some decision maker, what would have to happen is, honestly, it would have to be a president of a, of a Major League Baseball team to go, the guy's fucking great. We're going to bring him in. He's going to talk about his mistake and what he's done since. Yeah. But we're bringing him in because he's by far the best opportunity, best voice for this organization. And he, uh, you know, he said he's been going out and, and talking to schools and college teams about being incredibly careful on social media. Yeah. And using. All good advice. Yeah. Using his story as a learning experience. Look, man. It's what I was, you know, we were, we were, I was talking with a friend tonight driving down here and we were talking about different things, right? And different words that you, a word that you, uh, I'm going to avoid using them, right? Because you want, you want to go the right way. There's a a slang word that we all use that's commonly associated with kids that have special needs, right? Ah, you're, come on, don't be such a blank. Yes. I go, okay, well. Mark Grant's about as close a friend of mine as I have, and he has a son with special needs, and I know what that word means to Mark. Yeah. Um, uh, The (laughs) N-word. Paul Vaden, Jim Trotter, numerous other friends we have, we know what that word means to them and to their families, right? So we have to look at what Tom said and think about friends that we have, like Padre Geeksters, and everybody else in the in the gay and lesbian and, and trans community and go, they deserve the same respect. And I get all that. And I'm so thankful of all our friends that are the examples that we have. But I also look and I go, but Tom's a friend. And you go, at what point are we going to start letting the foot come off the throat of people? Or is he just, are we of the belief that he fucked up at such a level that he can never come back? Okay, well, I'll... You're the wrong guy to ask because I know what you would say. Let's just say the Padres, okay? Uh-huh. Let's go the Padres. Let's say Orsillo leaves for the New York Yankees, okay? Mm-hmm. Now there's an opening. And Pete Seiler decides, I'm bringing Tom Burnham in. He's yeah. by far the best guy available right now. I'm bringing Tom in. He's going to be the guy. Yeah. How do people in San Diego react? Um, Interesting. Would it go here? Yeah, I think he'd go. Because I think things go pretty, pretty easy pretty, in San Diego. Yeah, pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm a second chance guy. I'm not looking like I'm closing the door. I'm saying it's not a call that some PD that makes sixty five thousand a year make, gets to make that call. It has to be from yeah. somebody higher up that has to sign off on it. Go if it's good enough for him who owns the team. Yeah, it's good enough for you. Yeah, you gonna I mean, stop listening and watching Padre games because of this. Look, uh, another friend of ours came from San Diego State, Wayne Hagen, and Wayne had been the voice of the Rockies was on a radio interview, was asked about Todd Helton. Uh, Wayne has said that he misunderstood the question, thought they were talking about something. The hosts say that they were talking about steroids. Wayne made an answer that, again, he thought he was answering question A when it was question B, and it immediately, in a lot of ways, has impacted his career. And he's ended it. Ended it. Yeah, I mean, he... 
And Wayne is outstanding. Yeah, I mean, Wayne at least went to the Cardinals and then went to the Mets and did some of those. Um, but it's severely impacted him both on the air and off the air. Which is worse in your mind? What Tom did or what Wayne did? Um, well, I think I think what Tom did, Tom, Tom said it. Much bigger community. Yeah, Tom said it. I think knowing Wayne, I can only take Wayne at his word that Wayne misunderstood the question. And I, I think if I have this right, it's been 15 years. I think Wayne thought they were talking about HGH, which at the time was kind of like the whatever Mark McGuire, the, the stuff that had not been banned by baseball. And I think Wayne thought that's what they were talking about. And the host took the audio and said, this is Wayne Hagen talking about, again, I'm yeah. the way I remember it talking about things that were not legal. Um, I, I think like Wayne just simply misunderstood and got caught in a radio gotcha moment. And uh, Tom let his guard down and said something incredibly horrific into a live microphone. So I think there's it's a little bit of apples and oranges. But I've known both guys a long, long time. I know they're both really good people. Um, I can't speak to if Tom or, or Wayne had ever said those kind of, I have no idea, but I just know the way they've treated us. And I know they're good guys. I just, I think about that. And he, Tom's point today was, he goes, man, I got young kids. I have a wife. I hurt them. I hurt my dad. I hurt yeah. my sisters and everybody else. And you go, fuck man, really tough. It's one of the main reasons Dave, why I'm trying to get off of heroin. <laughs> And it's one of the main reasons, too, why I'm happy to announce that I am no longer selling marijuana pipes in the parking lot at San Diego. I like the strides you're making. God forbid, man, if you go to Jeff's house and he asks for a pudding cup and every one of those spoons yep. is fucking ruined because Shh. that fucking light underneath it. Hey, it's day at a time, but goddamn, you, you watch this Raider team play, sorry, okay? Fucking Oval team doesn't get it done. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this real quick because there's a yeah. football game on today which was weird to see a football game like on a wednesday in the middle of the day yeah it was yeah. strange all right steelers win okay okay now i hate the fucking miami dolphins those old goats from 1972 oh, that right. a bunch of clowns so i gotta ask you can the steelers do this here here's what they have left all right okay Ste they it's played, amazing they're the undefeated team right right it is it is a dallas is three and eight win or loss uh, it's at home in Pittsburgh. That's a win. It's a win, right? Yeah, the Cowboys. We watched the Cowboys. Okay. They were terrible. Here's the only team that ha has a winning record they're going to face. Cleveland At Cleveland Browns. Oh, eight come on. It's a win. They dominate the Browns. Yeah, you have to. Jacksonville, one and ten. Win. San, uh, New York Giants, four and oh, seven. that's a win. And at Cincinnati, two, eight, and one without Joe Burrow. Yeah, who's the backup? Jeff Blake? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're going, dude, 16 and up. Now, they might not beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, oh, right. but they're fucking going 16-0. God, that's great. Yeah, fuck you, Miami. That's great. Fuck you, Larry Zonka. Yeah, but hang on, because the Patriots did it. Yeah, and they blew it in then. But blew it, right, yeah. with David Tyree. Yep. So people still go because Miami had the 14-game season, then won the three playoff games, yeah. so it's 17-0. Miami still has it. Miami has it. you got to win the Super Bowl for it you to gotta matter. you got to close out. Yeah. yeah. you got to close out. But they're going to go 16-0. They just might not make it through the playoffs. They'll host the Chiefs the way it would work out. 
Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I mean, we all believe, believe, right, that the Chiefs and the Steelers are the two yeah. best teams in the AFC? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I sure like the Ravens, but with everything going on with them. That was it. And t- yeah. Yeah, today, RG3 was the quarterback. Wow. And, I, you're, and you're like, what the fuck? RG3 yeah. sucks. He did suck. All day. I watched the whole game. It's terrible. I had, I had somebody trying to tell me the other day that uh, – that the Ravens were just done with the way Lamar Jackson was running the offense, and they were just going to go full time to RG three. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Who told him that RG three? Fucking guy is the MVP of the league, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, honestly, my feeling was with uh, with the Ravens, Lamar Jackson last year when Mark Ingram was so good coming over from the Saints. Yeah, he gave them a running game. Yeah, and, and it made things easier for Lamar Jackson. They don't have a running game this year. It's easy to focus no. on one guy back there. Man, I kind of like the Ravens though. They're, they're, they're kind of a cool they're, team. They're they're fun to watch. But it, it's uh, it, it's fucking nuts. They always say, you know, I always hate in football when they go, man, this is a physical game. Every fucking game is physical. Yeah. But when the Ravens and Steelers play, holy shit, man, <laughs> does it always look a little bit rougher than every other game? Doesn't it, in a sense, maybe it's not this hardcore. But doesn't a little bit remind you old school Raiders Steelers? Yeah, remember those yeah. games? Yeah, that was like uh, that was like Hell's Angels fighting, yeah. you know, the Rebels or whoever. Yeah, some other biker club. We're like, dude, I don't even know yeah. if I want to watch. It was this. like I was watching the Raiders and Steelers was like watching the longest yard. Yeah, yeah, fucking maniacs. Like Jack Lambert against like Art Shell. Yeah. and Gene Upshaw, and yeah. they all had those big arm pads on. Everybody had blood on their pants. Yeah. And then uh, watching Jack Tatum take out that pretty boy, Lynn Swan. God, I love the Raiders. <laughs> They're just so great. I I saw Jack Tatum at a card show in Anaheim. I have somewhere yeah. in my fucking pile of something. I have a signed copy of they, they call me, what is it? Call me Assassin? Yeah. Dude, he was like, he had to be 50 at the time. He was so goddamn big and intimidating and just the nicest guy in the world. He was so cool, and we were just talking about it. And I told him, you know, as a kid, I was a Vikings fan. By this time, I was a Raider fan. Yeah. But I go, you almost killed my guy, Sammy White. <laughs> and he was just, God, Jack Tatum was so great. Is Jack still alive? He passed. I feel like Jack passed away. Oh, fuck. I thought Jack was alive. I thought it was... Um... I know our guy, um, old man Willie. Yeah, Willie just died. Oh no, George Atkinson is yeah, the guy we used to have. George Atkinson. But um, on, but goddamn, Jack Tatum going after those guys. Who else was in that well, second? Back then, you could clothesline, you do all that shit. The opening from for CBS Football, if anyone ever shows it for you, yeah, it is so motherfucking funny because every hit's illegal. It's yes. like before Brent Musburger and Irv Cross come on. Yeah, every hit's illegal as fuck today. Do you remember this guy? Now, he I, died, dude, in 2010. Okay, I thought Jack had passed away. Damn. Do you remember there was this guy? I think his name, and he may be a San Diego guy. I feel like his name was like Jerry Shirk or Jerry Shirk. Okay. And he played for the Cleveland Browns. And Dave, I'm telling you, I think he did like a suplex where he threw Terry Bradshaw yeah. kind of back over him. Yeah. And and uh broke Terry Bradshaw's neck. Like just threw him and broke his <laughs> neck. Like uh penalty seventy two. Uh five yards. 
roughing the quarterback. <laughs> Penalty, uh, offset, delay a game, Pittsburgh. Uh, didn't get the playoff within 30 seconds because their quarterback's in a pile of mud. Uh, offsetting penalties stays third down. You're like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Guy can't even move his arms. <laughs> God, yeah. Remember that? They just flung him to the ground. <laughs> Red cash in first down. <laughs> I was like, oh. God, he looks like he's hurt, Red. Well, he had 30 seconds. <laughs> Got to keep this moving. She. That's scared. That was great stuff. I loved it. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. That's, Go that's find so that funny. thing. They used to show that clip yeah. all the time yeah. of Bradshaw. And that was just part of the highlights. You're like, I think he broke his neck on that play. Like, like uh, long as yard. Yeah. I think he broke his fucking neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dun, dun. Coming up Thursday night. It's Steelers. Oh, shit. Look at Terry. Get up, Terry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure, dude. I think that guy was from San Diego, and he just flung him back over his neck. And Terry just snapped. Ah, oh. remember that, Terry? Remember when you were flying through the air? What'd you think? <laughs> Thought I was fucked. Oh, you aren't kidding. You aren't kidding. All right, as I mentioned a second ago, I watched the Ravens. I watched the Steelers. Before I did that, though, I went to Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com. That's the way to go because ThriveFantasy.com, they make every game fun. And here's the deal. So many guys are jumping in. God, it seems like everybody that plays because they use the promo code D-A-J-S, they seem to win. Yeah, uh, Everyone that follows seems to win, so it looks out okay. So ThriveFantasy.com, that's where you want to be. Don't forget, there's no Thursday night game because I think the Ravens were supposed to play again <laughs> or someone was supposed to play again Thursday because of last week. It all got jacked up. So it goes Sunday, and I think we have games again on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're all set for next week again. Plenty of action on ThriveFantasy.com. You know what? Your favorite movie when you were a kid was The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, John Travolta. Dude, I love that movie. That's who I was today. Yeah. Because I'm sitting at work like The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, and I'm looking at all of you that clearly have no day-to-day -day responsibilities, and I'm like, I didn't get a chance to play today. I'm the kid. I'm the kid. Play? No, I had I had to work for a living. I'm not used to NFL games taking place at 9 a.m. on a freaking Wednesday. And I said, I feel like John Travolta in uh, uh, in the Boy in the Plastic yeah. Bubble. And I go, doggone it! Listening to Paul Williams in your headset that song. Yeah, <laughs> everybody gets to play. I'm looking at Dan Williams out there running around in the fresh air, cashing tickets. And I'm just sitting in there with one of Bo Woods' stinky old used stuffed animals trying to make it work. Uh, I'll tell you this. Go to ThriveFantasy.com. Go to the, uh, the prop, li uh, prop lobby. I always want to say the prop library. There's no library. Just go in and pick two or three and play that way. It is so much fun. Put a few bucks down, and I'm telling you, I had my two sons and their mom. We put like 10 bucks down. We had so much fun going crazy on Thanksgiving. You guys will do the same. That promo code DAJS. Absolutely. Dan Williams is your guy when it comes to getting out of debt or, of course, getting out of the rental market. 
Most importantly, let's do the right thing. Let's figure out your financial situation before the end of the year and by 2021, you're on the path to basically sleeping well at night. Dan Williams is a guy you need to talk to when it comes to finances. 858-688-6813. Oh, Dan, you'll be proud of me today, bud. Now, I have something that I'm doing, and I'm incredibly excited to do it, and I hope to do it as early as next week financially. And when I do it at that time, I'll come on and announce it. But it's not a huge financial commitment. It's only about 600 bucks. But I was going to do it today and put it on a credit card. And, Dan, you'll be very happy. Unlike when I was buying concert tickets every half hour, Today, right when I was getting ready to make this purchase, I looked and I go, oh, man, I still have 425 bucks due on this card. I go, well, that's fine. I'll pay it off Friday. But as Dan will tell you and anybody else will tell you who's in financial, the big difference between paying off 425 and 1025 and especially right at the holidays when you have other bills to pay and everything else. So luckily... I didn't pay the 600 today. I borrowed smart so I can repay smart. I'll maintain my credit score at the level I want it to be. And then uh, next week when I make this investment, I'll come on and tell you because I think it's something all of you will be interested in. It's pretty cool. But I was very happy I didn't do it today. And that's the thing that working with Dan has been so beneficial for me because I've said it to my kids, Dave. I said, the one thing that your mom is going to do as a finance major and I'm going to do is we're going to help you from a very young age learn how to manage a checkbook because they don't teach you that in high school. We're yep. going to teach you how to manage your credit, how to know your credit scores, how to borrow smart, how to repay smart, so that by the time you're in your early 20s instead of your early 40s, you're going to be able to enter the housing market. And you know why it's important for all of us as parents? Because think about some of your friends that have incredible houses in San Diego. You know how they did it? By buying their first house in the 20s. Yep. And then they sold that one and upgraded and kept the payment about the same in their 30s. And then did it again in their 40s. But it all starts by having the finances in line. 858-688-6813. Jeff's absolutely right. Brian Kerr is your guy when you're ready to buy that home. Again, it's really important that your kids are able to buy that home. You're going to need a place to move into when yep. you get old. You want to make sure it's nice. Brian Kerr will find a nice place for you to make sure that your kids have a room always available. Yeah, and don't give me just that hot plate. <laughs> I need kitchen access. None of this bullshit. Dad, you can fire up a Pop-Tart right there on the griddle. What? <laughs> My hand is burning. No way. Bullshit. Brian Curry, no San Diego County, better than anyone else who can find that perfect home for you. If you're looking to buy a house or sell a house, don't forget to call Brian Curry. He's the best in the business. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of people in East Lake tonight that look at their beautiful houses and they drive down and they go, you know whose house that is? That's Dave Pallet's. <laughs> and you know what? You look at the neighbor to the right. He's got unbelievable lights up. Yeah. You look at the guys across the street. God damn. You go, are, are we shooting a movie down here? I do. Are we doing a TV commercial for Lowe's? <laughs> and then you, you swing that camera around to the left to the Palais household, and you go, my God, you talk about a $5.45 effort. <laughs> that was about look, it. Look at these fucking Palais. These guys across the street are serving up, uh, this guy is serving yeah. up chicken fajitas. The yeah. guy next to him's putting steak and shrimp. 
then you swing that camera over to the Palais household. Enjoy your fried bologna sandwich on Wonder Bread because that's about the level you're getting. I got out of the car. I just, you know what I did tonight? I just spit. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you my Halloween well, light story? Hang on. I'll tell my just, Halloween, my Christmas light story. I want to hear it, but first I just want to say that's one of the great things. All these people on this block are wishing. I wish I knew Brian Curry before I bought this house because the house is great, but he could have told us, listen. You're going to live in a beautiful neighborhood. It's a great community. The schools are awesome. But just understand, for about three weeks in December, you're going to feel like Tommy Pham outside the Ben and Wood studio doing that, pounding your fist into your palm. When you look at these assholes, this palais, Dave, his poor wife, their new pup, the son, they're half-assed effort on the Christmas <laughs> lights. If you can get over that, you'll love it. Brian Curry will ask the questions. You need to know the answers to give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Let me hear it. All right. The story is terrible, but fuck it. My brother-in-law is not going to hear the show, so I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. So last week, my brother-in-law comes in for Thanksgiving. My wife says- Lloyd. Lloyd. And he's a great guy. Great guy. Great. I want to read his book since nobody yeah. else is. Yeah. <laughs> Does he tell stories about being a pilot? Yeah, that's nonstop. He, I'm he, taking he, that he, home. He was a captain for uh, TWA in American. And, uh, and my, my long story short, my brother-in-law is actually older than my dad. Yeah. Okay. He's 78 years old. Yeah. So my wife says, we're putting all the Christmas stuff up. So if you go to the inside of the house, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks great. And so Rita goes, hey, I want to put some Christmas lights up. Well, fuck, I gave all my Christmas lights away to Sean when he moved into the neighborhood because I thought I was moving out of the neighborhood. Then we decided oh, yeah. to stay. And so uh, she goes, go buy some Christmas lights. So I go out and I buy like four, just four rows of fucking colored lights. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. That's Which the, is much different than last year. Because last year you just, just had. I uh, threw the goddamn projector up on the side of the house. <laughs> just plugged it in. Yeah. Threw it right in the ground. Completely yeah. half-ass effort there. So this year I said, okay, we're going to make it look nice. So we're going to stay here. And I go and I get four strips of fucking lights. And yeah. I get the fucking zip ties. Yeah. And my brother-in-law says, hey. To stretch it out, I'll zip tie them all to the railings. Well, my brother-in-law, no offense, has Parkinson's. You know how fucking long it took to fucking zip tie these things, dude? Like like nine and a half hours for four strips. And I said, you hold the fucking lights, and I'll fucking put the zip ties in. We'll be done in 25 minutes. <laughs> Where the hell is JP Media for that? Dude, we should have taped this shit. God but I'm damn just it. like, oh my God. Like, in my okay. head, I'm like, dude, I really Hang appreciate on. you helping me, and I love talking to you. But holy fuck, watching a guy with Parkinson's trying to get one end of a zip tie and the other end of a zip tie took like fucking nine hours. Okay, hang on. now. That's I, why we stopped. Do you understand why it doesn't look like fucking Disneyland? Okay, but now I feel terrible because he's such a nice man. He is. He's well, so nice to I just me. told the story. All right, well, I take it back. My wife hears a shit I'm getting yelled at. You take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I didn't know he You would have lost your fucking mind. Well, I would have changed duties. I mean, you I- let me. It was a matter of, I can do it. What am I going to tell him? No. You go, move over, Michael J. Fox. What are you going to say? Mother, you sack of shit. You do not talk to Sully like that. <laughs> he does look like Sully. <laughs> Fuck, Dave. I love your brother. I love yeah, your, uh, I your in-laws are great. I don't know what to say. Fuck. Are I you going to let him know I'm reading his book? I'll tell him you read the book. I'm not going to tell him this conversation. That's for no. damn sure. God damn. Feelings. Well, I didn't know it was him. That was just you and Josh out there. Dude, we started like at 9 in the morning, completely pitch black, dark by the time we were done. You got nine. I was holding a flashlight by the time we were in. Done. I mean, <laughs> you see, it's such, I'm not kidding. Each strip of lights is maybe 10 feet. 
It's too bad they'd already done all the lights at Mr. A's. You guys could have gone down there and had Jesus. those done by Easter. You could have made a movie on me, Miracle Worker 2. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. God dang it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry that house doesn't look great. <laughs> sorry you spit in my driveway. <laughs> I feel bad about that now, too. I didn't know. Why are you so, God, you're so tainted. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Miracle worker. Jesus. I would like you to go. <laughs> I'd like you to go and edit this whole conversation out. And we'll just plug in the Brian Curry interview or a Brian Curry commercial we did from June. We'll talk about fucking summers coming. Nobody will know the difference. I don't want anybody. I don't want this associated. Tom Brennan's like, Jesus Christ. Those two assholes are still working. <laughs> goddamn, you said Michael J. Fox and Miracle Worker too. That guy, your fucking brother-in-law, is the nicest guy in the world. I'm saying he's not a bad guy. Well, go- oh, okay. I'm just saying you don't want to bring him fucking say. a bowl of matzo ball soup. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You don't want him walking the tightrope holding the balancing pole. <laughs> Whoops. Jesus, let's move on. Okay. Tailor-made pools. That perfect pool would be great for you this holiday season. I was just talking to Amy tonight. Know what you told me before you walked in? What? Don't give away any more crazy pool ideas. What are you doing? Bullshit. I we, got one tonight. We make the best pools in San Diego. We don't need Jeff making up pools of giant tits. What's he fucking doing? Tailor-made pools. They will make the pool the way you want it, though. I You're promise you. You're right. We will. Alan Taylor's really good at what he does. And, of course, he'll make your backyard <laughs> that staycation. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I swear to God, the people that are the backbone of this show, Curry, Williams, Amy and Alan, they genuinely all are just such great people that make me laugh so much. But Amy might be the funniest one in the group. And I do these 100% for her because nobody goes zero to 60 faster than her. <laughs> uh, too bad, Amy. Uh, you know I love you to death, but bullshit. I write the rules, you follow them. Tonight, the TaylorMade <laughs> Pool uh, special is, uh, oh, you know what, Dave? It's a good time. It's a good time of the holidays. And the holidays, we bring families together. And yes. one of the great things uh, that Amy does, I mean, does so many great things, right? She mainly keeping Alan, that maniac on the straight and narrow, overseeing everything at tailor-made pools. But you know what she does? She's a great mom. Yes. And she's probably, I don't know, she's in the top 10, I would think, of all moms. As is Rita, as is Jack and Cade's mom, your mom, my mom, all in the top 10. But you know what? It's a battle for second place. Because the gold medal goes to the all-time greatest mom of all time, and that's why we're going to honor her tonight with the TaylorMade Pool Cash Special. When we all think favorite moms, guys, pause for a second. Who is it? You're goddamn right. It's the K. Parker Special. And tonight, for just the first, since they did about 11 taboo movies, which is the <laughs> sickest thing it is. in the history and all of us have seen it. We're yeah. all sick, twisted. We need to be on somebody's couch. But that doesn't matter. For right now, the first five people that call Amy and say, Amy, damn it, please, 
send the contract over. I need the K Parker special. I've got cash ready to go. Uh, call Amy. If she says anything vile about me, trust me, she's only saying it from a spot of love. She loves this. Uh, Amy would be the only one in the group that has no idea who Kay Parker is. Uh, but you call her. Alan knows. He does not. Alan knows. He does not. You tell Alan. Okay, you know what? If Alan, if Amy answers, it's the Kay Parker special. Well, maybe if, hang on, let me change this around. <laughs> okay. You got me all flustered picking on your poor brother-in-law. I'm all rattled. If Amy answers, you say, hey, you know what? The Dave and Jeff special is we want our pool built like a Zamboni because your boyfriend's Canadian. If Alan answers, you say, Ksh, Amy there? <laughs> no. She's down at the bank. Great. We want the Kay Parker special. We'll do that. Call him. Go to the website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look on the sponsor page and think about how amazing your backyard could be compared to so many others who have already made the choice to have a tailor-made pool put into their home. Absolutely. Ready to go. All right. So, look, here's the deal with these websites. Man, the websites work. You see what's going on right now? It's everybody is so upset with Newsom. They're trying to figure out a way to make money, to get money any way they can. And right now you're learning that it's going to be not your typical way of earning money, but instead you have to be a little bit creative. And the way to be creative is to start a business that basically works with your website. Or if you have a business that already has a website but is not doing what you need to do, call Kyle Fluger, 619-500-6621. When you call that number, 619-500-6621, you're going to listen to a guy that is crying. And that is because Schwarber and <laughs> Chris Bryant probably are gone. He'll, he'll fight through the tears. He will help you out. He is the best in the business. He's just a broken-down Cubs fan. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so fun when Kyle and I start for all of you, like him, putting it all back together, www.whenthecubsmatter.com. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. And listen, we're going to start by playing the Steve Bartman clip which ironically dave how how's this going full circle who was behind the mic that night at wrigley field tom brenneman wow and then we'll bring it all the way up to uh 20 what year did they went 2016 2016 2016 and then we'll bring them right up to now to 2020 and my goodness look at how the mighty have fallen all of that coming up but i think uh i said this the other night uh, I ordered a couple of things for my kids from Target Yeah, for Christmas. Really fun thing. And box shows up, and it showed, like, it showed like the box had been kicked down the street. And there were two different items in there, one for each son. I get to the box, and uh, only one of the items are there. And so I contacted Target, and this was late. This was late, like uh, 10 o'clock at night. And it may have been AI generated, but it had a chat and I was able to provide my order number. I had taken a couple of pictures of the box. I just made them aware. I said, look, this is what happened. I ordered two things from my sons. One showed up. You know what, man? Today, 1030 this morning, 48 hours later, they reissued another one. And now cool. I've got uh, I've got two of them. That's how you do it. Like uh, we talk about Amazon. We talk about Target. Well, you go, hey, I'm just a small family-owned business. Well, guess what? When everybody's at home and it feels like we're going to be home for a long time, 
That's who you're in direct competition with. It's no longer just the guy across the street or the small little market. That's who you have to compete with. So if you cannot have instant answers for your customers, man, they're going to go somewhere else. That's why I call Kyle and see what he can do to make sure that your website is smashing it like so many others are right now. Do you have one of those uh, Alexas? Do you have any of that stuff? I don't. You know, it's funny. I have... um, I have the Google one. Yeah. I goddamn could not get that thing to work. Really? Yeah. I And look, I have 5G Spectrum. I'll yeah. give Spectrum credit. It's 5G in my house. And uh, I, I don't, but I mean like that, I just could not get wow. that thing to sync up for whatever reason. Maybe it's just where I am in uh, in Claremont. But I couldn't get it, so no. The reason I the reason I brought it up is we have we have like three of them in the house. Do you I was like one them? of those guys that was like, I'm not putting one of these in the house. I don't want something in that's listening to what I'm saying. I start getting stuff, emails and stuff of, yeah. of stuff that we we talked about. But we put one up. We're like, this is fucking great. And then we started putting them throughout the house. You know, okay. Have one in my bathroom. Have one. In my my kid has one. My you know we have one in the kitchen. And uh, today the the lights kind of gets a different color ring around. Sure. Them. And so Josh says, if you ask it what why it changed colors, we'll tell you why. I said, Alexa, what notification are you trying to tell me? And she says, you have a package in front of your door right now, but wow. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it might be a Christmas gift. <laughs> wow. And I was like, fuck, that was pretty cool. Because yeah. what if I did get something for, for my wife? And yeah. then she says, yeah, guess what? That perfume you ordered is in front of the door. You yeah. know? And then she's like, hey, what the fuck? And so it, it was kind of it was kind of cool, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything to say, like you could literally tell it, play, you know, play woods, play, play, uh, wow. any, any radio no. station you want, play Stern, play yeah. Howard 100 and play it right away. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, I had something really cool happen and then we'll do the random questions and everything else. So I've mentioned the fact that even though I guess technically I'm still married, which is funny. But I know people were asked because you confuse people the other day. Is what I've gotten. Well, not, my ex-wife not, said it to me, which we've been. Uh, well, not negative. What they were saying when you talked about filing taxes together. Well, yeah. How, how do you file taxes together if you aren't married? Yeah. No. Technically, like that's the funny thing. Like it really is kind of a drag that the way it all ended up. But we're just we're two people that really believe in like no rearview mirrors. And so, for example, like tomorrow night it's movie night, so we'll watch Footloose with our kids. Uh, well, she is. I've picked. It's fucking terrible. Is it? I haven't Fo- seen it. It's terrible. Do you think my kids will like it? No. <laughs> All right, that's funny. Uh, she picked it for Dude, that one. I didn't one. like it when it came out. I picked Stand by Me. That was a good. Pick. So they had to watch. They it, had to watch. You'd be better off with Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, it's such a good movie. <laughs> um, totally so, K. Parker movie. Fuck it. Oh Jesus. But uh. She was just like, that's the thing. Like, it's really cool. And, and we were laughing on Thanksgiving. She's like, yeah. She goes, well, technically, we're still married. She goes, we haven't signed anything. I go, well, shit. I, won't, I keep forgetting my ring, right? And uh, <laughs> didn't you already give it away? Didn't you already give it to I gave it kid? to my son. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it to my son. And so, um, which is cool. But, like, it's just, like, people don't get it. But she and I, we have a fantastic relationship. Like, it's really fun. So, I have a very close friend in Toronto, and this friend of mine in Toronto, which like it's kind of fucked because I should have been there twice this year. She was coming to L.A. to hang out, and we were going to do a bunch, 
And uh, she couldn't, but we stay close, and she knows my kids, and she sent them stuff. And she sent me a message today, and she goes, hey, uh, give me her address. I was like, okay. Whose address? Uh, Jack and Kate's mom. Okay, okay. And uh, she goes, hey, look, I'm just telling you, I did something today because she goes, I'm just thinking from mom to mom. Like, I've sent things to her kids, and she goes, obviously, I'm tight with you. And she goes, I just got her a little something. And I sent her a little note, just said, hey, thanks for letting me share these guys, because it means a lot. And she goes, is that going to be cool? I go, dude, that is going to mean so much to Jack and Kate's mom, who's heard and knows the whole story about, you know, after Erica and, and what happened. But I go, like, who does that? Like, I just thought that was really cool. And I, I thought it was very nice. And she got her, like, a really uh, great hoodie. Like oh, nice. a really great hoodie from her friend's uh, uh, clothing line. And I just thought, shit, man, that's kind of nice. I thought that was just, and she's like, hey, I don't don't f- feel like I need anything. I said, I got you covered. It's not a ping pong match. Yeah. Like, you know, because. Were you nervous for a second when she asked for the address? No, no, no. She wasn't going to send a boiled rabbit or anything like that? <laughs> no, because you know who she is. <laughs> And I just go, wow, that's really cool. But the the nice thing is, is I know how much it'll mean to Jack and Kate's yeah. mom, who's not Good. expecting it. And just when somebody goes, hey, look, thanks, thanks for letting me, you know, thanks for letting me goof around with your kids and and keep an eye on Dum yeah. Dum over there. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was really really cool, and uh, I'll let you know how it goes over in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I'm curious I think- to know about Footloose if there's ever going to be another movie night again after you've shown that piece of shit. <laughs> A lot of movies still coming. <laughs> All right. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. December 2nd. Only three of them, but they're three pretty Julie big Julie Browman. Julie Browman. <laughs> if you said Julie Browman's age and how much she's worth. 34. <laughs> and she's worth $911 million. All right. First one on here is Britney Spears. Wow. Wow. Okay. I got to let Julie know. She, I mean, she's got to know that. Um. Who who are you getting that cup for? Did you see that? Can you rewind that? that? Hold on a second. Hang on. Hang on. I just want you to see something, and I'm not going to say anything. Okay, look at that thing. Wait, just let it go, and look at this thing. I apologize to everybody. They've uh, watching MLB Network. Shut up. All right, (laughs) I know. Let people know what we're doing. I know we're watching MLB Network, but watch, Dave. This is what I'm getting, Costa, for Christmas, right there. That's his, right there. I'm going to send that to him. All right, sorry. I'll tell Mike later what it was. Not saying anything here. Britney Spears shares a birthday with Brownman. I think that beats Dan Cortez, who I share a birthday with. Yeah. Damn it, Brownman. Uh, Britney Spears is 43. 39. Oh, damn it. Here's what's funny about Britney Spears. You and I were on the air, I remember, back in 98. Free FM. And Britney, well, 98. Remember, Free was when she was freaking out, shaving her head. But in 98, she was becoming popular, like popular where you and I were like, who, the, who is she all of a sudden? Because she had mm-hmm. these hit songs. But she was a little kid. She was like, yeah, what, 17? She, yeah, she was a teenager. And you're like, oh, what the f- <laughs> what the hell? It's so crazy that she's almost she's 40. 39? 39. That's the money nuts. thing freaks me out because I think her family kind of, like, it feels like she was doing a comeback and, and now it feels like she could be in trouble again, right? I think like, she's doing all right. 
Oh, okay. I keep seeing that she's in issues with her uh, with her dad and money and guardianship and all these things. Hundred million. Sixty million dollars. That's what wow. she's at. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. That's way better than Dan Cortez. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> uh Aaron Rodgers is think about this. Uh thirty eight. Thirty seven. Okay. Um Ninety million? One hundred and twenty million dollars. Wow. All right. Last okay. one on here. Lucy Lou. Fucking beats Dan Cortez too. Yeah. Shit. I got I got I like Lucy Lou. Yeah, I do too. I think she's cool. Forty three. Fifty two. No kidding. Yep, fifty two. Damn. Lucy Lou. Um ten million? Sixteen million dollars. No shit. Yeah, not too bad right there. All no, right. She's cool. Five random questions. Here we go. All right. Do you follow someone on Instagram that you're embarrassed about? Um, I don't. Hang on. Let me look at my Instagram right now. I'll give now. you mine right now while you're looking. Okay. Mine's Britney Spears. You do? I follow Britney Spears, and it's embarrassing as shit, especially when I see someone else has liked whatever the hell she's doing before me. Yeah. And then I'm like, God dang it, Mark Sweeney. Is there any girl <laughs> you don't follow on you? No, but it is funny. Um... Like when you pull up, no, because most of my, let me just see. I think most of the people that I follow on Instagram are just usually friends, family, or somebody uh, sports related. I mean, the only one, you know, who hasn't been really doing much on Instagram. I mean, probably the craziest one that I follow is Lisa. And I don't feel like she's done anything like she hasn't. I haven't even seen her on social media this week. Is she chilling out? Is she kind of. Yeah, that's funny. You're right. She hasn't been real active this week. Yeah, she's just laying she low. She might be on vacation. Oh, uh, that could be. But no, I'm just kind of going through right now. And I mean, no, it's all. Uh, no, Dave, that's actually one that I don't um, have a lot of. So good for you. Yeah, I, I I don't. Lisa's probably the edgiest one. It's all just my friends and stuff. Instagram's kind of a nice um, escape, right? Because yeah. it's no opinion or anything like that. Just cool things going on in people's lives. I like that a lot. Okay, what is the storyline on, on these? I'm like, I'm asking you rules that you probably don't know the answer to. But like when I go through Twitter and Instagram, I always thought you can't show nudity on these. Like you aren't supposed to. I don't know. I, I mean, I would think, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> I don't have anybody on. I'm not following anybody that would have any risk of doing that. I, okay, here you go. I, I guess I obviously am. So I'm I'm sitting on the couch today, right? And I'm holding this puppy, and okay. my wife's sitting right to my left, and I'm flipping through Twitter. What did she think is sure. safe? Well, I'm just scrolling through, and here's Rochelle Ryan, and she's blowing <laughs> a guy. I mean, what? and I'm like, whoa! What the fuck just happened? On on, on Twitter. If you See, go to Rochelle Ryan yeah, I know on Twitter, who she no, no, is, I'm telling the audience, holy fuck, be careful who you're scrolling around. You don't put that on your computer. It's yeah. goddamn crazy. Well, and that's the other thing, too, because... If that should happen at your work, dude, you'd, you'd have I'd to... I'd be have dead. To, <laughs> I wasn't putting you in that thing. I'm saying, let's say you had to deal with a person that worked underneath you. Now you have to have a conversation. Like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, hang on one second. Rich, uh, R-I-C. I'm not saying yeah, this. Yeah, R-I-C. H E. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Rochelle Ryan. And if it's not there, just scroll down. It's it's there today. Okay. Uh, hang on. Hey. Now, she shows up like. All the when, time. 
I know, but it's funny. Like, it shows up as like when I'm Rochelle Ryan videos, Rochelle Ryan, but it doesn't show me like what's her Twitter handle. I don't know. Let me see if I find the goddamn thing. That's funny. It wasn't funny today. <laughs> is she AK? Is she AKA Rochelle Ryan? Uh, let me see. I don't see her. Okay. Yeah, it's at Rochelle Ryan. That's it. R I C H E L L E R R Y A N. Wow. So, oh, here. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Yeah, Your okay. favorite MILF. God damn, Dave. <laughs> wow. Oh, See? Jesus. Oh, I thought, yeah. I thought there were rules on this thing. No, look at that. She knows that, young fella. <laughs> she look met her, at she her. Met her 10 minutes ago. God damn. Oh. Yeah. That Dave. Yeah, I told. Yeah, that was the one. Well, it's right under the mistletoe. <laughs> That's the point. Well, that's drop. Can you imagine if this showed up dropping an oh, early yeah. Christmas treat on you today at 5 p.m.? Sign up now to watch my new boy-girl Christmas cream pie scene. <laughs> I can't do that. No, oh, yeah, fuck no, dude. I see this shit. I'm like. Oh, God, no. Yeah, imagine if you're looking at Twitter on your computer. Let's say I'm covering, like, the Charger game. I'm just going through my Twitter feed. <laughs> right? No. Got Brian Golden having a heart attack next to me. Dude, you would. No, you know what's funny as shit, Dave? So probably the edgiest thing I follow is, well, again, it's Lisa, but it's a bunch of boxing and social media, Stevie Woods, shit like that. And, uh, and whatchamacallit, all these different things. Stevie Cofield, Mark Z... Ziegler, guys like that. But then it's like, uh, no, I was excited today because I follow the city of Toronto. Yeah. And they posted a snowy sidewalk picture. And I sent it to that friend of mine. I go, hey, I actually think where the fuck this neighborhood is. I know it. And she goes, yeah, you're spot on. We were there. And I go, fuck it. I, they post pictures in San Diego. And I'm like, where the hell is that? That looks fun. I'm like, I've lived here for 30 years. I don't know where anything is. And, uh, but yeah, I see Toronto. I'm like, God damn, I see shit from London. I watch shit in London. I'm like, I have no idea where, where that, that is. is. No, I lived there for goddamn a year. That's funny. It's it's funny. The only other city I think I follow is I'll follow Nashville. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll Nashville's Nashville. great, but the only th- what do I know, Dave? I know one thing in Nashville. I know where the Ryman is. Yeah. You know Broadway. I, and I know Broadway. Yeah. Because I got drunk two nights in a row at Tootsie's <laughs> and then I went to the Bridgestone Arena. And I like on the same street. Yeah, and I think I walked by the Ernest Tubb record record shop, (laughs) and I walked down to the Hard Rock. I don't even know if that's still there to see the Titan Stadium. It is, and then I circled back. I went a grand total of three blocks. Yeah, Yeah, three blocks. Basically, I walked from here to my car, and I feel like I know all of Nashville. (laughs) All right, here we go. I asked you on the last show, what is your biggest turn off in a woman? What is your biggest turn on in a woman? Uh. Okay, so a bunch, there's a couple of different things. Number one, just flat out, man, the the women that mean the most to me in my life, like the one I apologize to tonight, my wife goes like this, Joe goes like this, man, they are just smart and quick, like just really quick, but smart. And it's funny too, because you know them all, Dave, like um, you could... Not that it, not that it's going to happen, but if you went out and you had to go to like a company function, right? Yeah. And they, man, they look great in the black cocktail dress, and they look great in jeans with a ponytail. But 
I just like uh, what I've always liked is just women that are sure of themselves, man, and and because they call you on your bullshit and they look out for you. But the thing that I've been incredibly lucky on with all of them, Laura and and so many of the others, fuck man, they are just loyal. They just got your back. Like they'll then when you're as fucking neurotic as we are, that's the shit. What wins it for you? You kind of hit it. I, I love a strong. I love strong women. I yeah. like uh, women that are sure of themselves. They don't get pushed around. I, it's such a big turnoff when people get pushed around to me, and yeah. especially when it happens over and over. And you're just like, "Fuck, man! Are you gonna stand up for yourself ever? Don't be a pushover." Yeah. A- another thing is, is there's nothing like uh, a woman with a great smile. Meaning, oh yeah. You know, there are people that you, they, you might, some people might look at them and go, they aren't even that attractive. But you'll say, man, they have such, they walk in the room with a smile on their face every fucking time you see them. Well, I'm shallow as fuck. Time. These are all hot girls. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, you, sorry. You ever see a girl that, like, they're born with their mouth upside down? Like, someone put Mr. Potato Head's mouth on upside down. And you're like, what the fuck? What like, they walk into every room like they smelled bad cheese. And you're like, what's the fuck up over their mouth? Why should I always look that way? <laughs> no. What happened to you? <laughs> you're right. No, I don't know anything. I'm just talking about like the the women that have met the the most to me. But the thing is, too, what's funny about them is like you talk to them and you go, "Do you intimidate people?" Like, do you just and, and they'll be pretty candid. They'll be like, "Yeah, I have." I'm like, "Yeah, I could see some people that could be just a little and and it's for me, I like it." Like I, I just want somebody. I mean, all of them that I that I just mentioned, they're all a little bit of ball busters. But uh, well, fuck, man, it, it's cool, man. You walk in a room and they're on your arm. For me, I'm like, fuck, I'm winning this game. You yeah, know, I like it. It's funny. I when I when I vote, I always vote women. And uh, I vote women. Cool, right? And I, and the reason I do it is because women pay attention to detail. Guys just yeah. want to get things over with, make quick right. decisions. And uh, I love the fact that Biden's going to so many women. But yeah. also in my mind, I think, at what point do we start realizing women are going to realize every huge mistake we've ever made in this country is because of dumb white guys? All like the time. Us. We're like, they're going to realize we've been the problem. We're the ones filling up, filling up the whole prison system and doing school shootings. And it's always the white guys. Yeah. But yet well, we keep voting for them and putting them in charge. We're like, ah, oh, man. I, but but the smart women, man, that will pay attention to yeah. details is what you need in politics to me. Man, I'm all for it every time. I remember before, a couple of years before I got married, uh, my friend Janet Brown, my friend Laura, said, look, if this thing goes to the point where you end up getting married, this was maybe like a year before that. They said, you're going to have two bachelor parties. You're going to have one with your buddies, but then Janet and Laura were going to put together a party for all the women that have been important in my life. And I said, well, I know that will be the fucking great party. And it would have been, you know, Julie and Katie and, and just so many of them. Fuck, man. I'm just, like, I look back at Erica and what she meant to me when I needed it. Uh, like I said, Joe Carlo right now, what she means, and, and Vita and all of them. Fuck, David. Like, yeah, Rita, what Rita's meant for me and... Yeah, I don't take any of that shit for granted, man. You go all of it. But, yeah, they're just, they're cool, right? Yep. They're just all really, really cool. All right, who's the most overrated athlete in San Diego history? I said best last time. Now, well, who's the most overrated? Okay, I. by the way, none of you fuckers gave me any credit at all that when I came on here the other day and I predicted, 
And I didn't say it coming from an area being a smart ass or being anything. I said, when we put this to Nick, it's going to come down to two guys. It's going to come down to Marcus Allen, and it's going to come down to Tommy fucking Nettles. <laughs> now, Tommy was here before me. Yeah. And the only thing I know is just from what I've heard from Bill and from Nick and others that that fucking guy was a machine. But I'm like, dude, that's a pretty random poll. And when I posted it to Bill and Nick the other day, unbeknownst to them what I had said, they both signed off on Tommy Nettles, and nobody gives me any credit for it. Now, here's the other thing. Yeah. If any of you fucks can listen, which none of you can, (laughs) the the question was, who is the best athlete? I didn't ask for the best 75. The Union Tribune did that a few years ago, and I love that series when they went through everybody, Terrell Davis and Ricky Williams. My buddy Mike French put out Stephen Neal, which is an incredible call, Olympic wrestler, and then won a uh, a Super Bowl with the Patriots. That's really, really good. Somebody yells out Bill Walton. Stop. Stop. My favorite show is when Dave lost his mind that Bill didn't do enough to break up the brawl in uh, Auburn Hills. You were offended that a guy whose ankle is fused to his hip didn't get up to break up the fight. And I was like, "What? Bill's incredible, okay? We know what Bill did. We know what Bruce did. I didn't ask for the top 75. I asked for the number one guy. Bill is not beating out Junior. Bill's not beating out Marcus Allen. Bill is one of the great San Diego treasures, but Dave's question, excuse me, not mine, Dave's question was, who's the best? Oh, boy. And then somebody, who? Uh, I think uh, you got to bring up, uh, what's her name? Conley. Margaret Conley, the tennis player. Okay, stop it. <laughs> stop stop it. it. Right now. <laughs> Little Mo. I, I get it. Right? Like, I get it amazing and we're thrilled that she's from san diego i used to love going to the hall of champions and reading all the plaques in the breitbart hall of fame because you read about you know little mo conley and and the impact that she made and how big she was in san diego or tommy nettles or all these different guys so fun to learn the history of this it didn't matter i just want one name well what about dennis connor i mean if you're gonna look at sailing and I'll tell you what, if you don't think sailing's a sport, you're fuck off. <laughs> um, but you know what was cool is I loved what Bill said. Bill said Jimmy Johnson. And now, right, you, you quickly want to dismiss, come on, dude, you talk to any guys about what it takes, the mental capacity to sit there. But he also said, he goes, if you want to dismiss what he's done, auto racing, he's also run a handful of Ironman. Yeah. You go, fuck, that's pretty cool. I like learning shit like that. The most overrated in San Diego. And then, you know, Tony Hawk, Rob Machado, those guys all yeah, came up. That was fun. There's a bunch of them. I mean, the city has four Heisman Trophy winners. That's right. insane. Right. Um, most overrated. Uh Hi, John Quintero. <laughs> I mean, John John went to Tory. He's a big man. He's physically imposing. He was a kicker. 
Uh, he brought, I mean, he went to USIU, which isn't even there anymore. I think it's in islands. It's not, it's not there. I think it's a fucking uh, Lazy Acres now. <laughs> and then, uh, and I've never seen, it's, it's one of my, goddamn, my thing that I used to do with Hartman, Steve Hartman. I don't know many people that make me laugh at the level that Hartman used to make me laugh. I mean, and still would. But I heard Hartman tell this story on 690 one time, and I brought it up to him. He legitimately got so mad because he told this story about, you might have been at 690, where they had a 690 basketball team. Yeah. And they would go around, and I don't know who they were playing, like the SDPD or whatever. And Steve lost his shit. Because he said we had coach who's six seven and two seventy, and he keeps bombing from the outside yeah. like he's fucking Pistol Pete. <laughs> and he's, I remember this, and he's like, he we, went crazy. We had Chet Forty with this fucking set shot. He was the fucking college player of the year. We already got someone out here who does that. Coach, get your ass underneath the fucking basket. <laughs> he was so mad. Oh my god. It's the funniest shit. Steve was so mad. And you know how he talks. He gets so loud. And I go, all I had to say to him was, hey, Steve, from what you've heard, I mean, you know a lot about Southern California sports. Was Kintera a good basketball player? Kintera! We play games all around town. Like I sat outside. Like he's Elvin Hayes. Get under the boards. <laughs> Here's one of his best lines is when I Steve Steve when I bring up the fact that Chet Forty was named College Basketball Player of the Year and I was telling Chet I go what was it like being named College Basketball Player of the Year and Hartman cuts me (laughs) off he beat out Wilt Chamberlain everybody was a fucking racist please (laughs) like in no time to give Chet even five seconds of his moment to answer the question Uh, (laughs) and when he said it he's hundred percent right like it makes zero (laughs) sense that Chet would beat out Wilt Chamberlain for Player of the Year right. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was right. Everybody was a racist oh, back then. Fuck. I heard him tell that story when he was on 690. <laughs> I just got him one day when he was wound up about something. And I just said to him, let me hear. I'll help you calm down. It was Kintera decent guy? What? <laughs> Who's your most overrated? It's Champ fucking Summers, dude. Hit like 140. And fucking everybody blows Champ Summers. By the way, he went across the field at Fulton County Stadium and got his ass kicked with the guy with the broken arm. What about Eric Owens? That's, that's what I thought you were going to say. That's why I was leaving it open. I thought for sure you are going Eric Owens. Eric Owens, who told us the other day? We just talked to somebody the other day, and they had a... Uh, who the fuck did we just talk to? We just saw somebody who had a Paul Paul McAnulty jersey. Yeah, Wasn't right. that your party? One of your buddies. Yeah, someone did. Great a, guy. Yeah. Great guy. I'm trying to think of who it was. He was such well, a, it, was, it was Mike. Mike had it. Yeah, and he was dying. He's like, I ended up with a Paul McElnothing. <laughs> um, Austin Hedges. Yeah, Austin Hedges. But I don't know how many people love Austin Hedges. But, I mean, people love fucking Eric Owens. And they love Champ Summers. Yeah. Overrated as fuck. Anybody from the Chargers? Oh, that's a good one. Who on the Chargers sucked? But, that was overrated. But everybody fucking loved. That's a good one, too. Someone right now is yelling right now at their radio. Um, there'll be there'll probably be a bunch of them. I'm trying uh, to think, man. I'm trying to think, who did people love on the Chargers that everyone's like, Dude, that guy fucking sucks? I think there are people. I think there are people that would right now be yelling that Philip Rivers is. I I would disagree with that. 
Yeah, Philip Rivers is a borderline Hall of Fame. I would disagree. Still hasn't missed a game. It's so amazing to me yeah. when you've seen guys miss games all the time. But you know I'm right. That yeah. There's somebody out there yelling of Rivers. Course. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like from the Chargers, right? Maybe maybe some, somebody from the 70s and 80s. Um, Jimmy Oliver. Remember when Devaney tried to tell us that Jimmy Oliver was going to be a fucking all-star? How'd that work out, Billy? <laughs> Jermaine Fazant. Jermaine Fazant. Holy Jeff, shit. You can't even line up. <laughs> I had to go out and turn him around. I appreciate you, Jeff, but it's tough out here. Uh, yeah, that'd be it. All right. Name a song you sing when it comes on on the radio, but you're embarrassed that you sing this song. Oh, I have about 50 of them. Because, so here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get my kids a bunch of different music. It's the one thing that I love the most with my kids is teaching them a bunch of different songs. Now, the fun thing is they've started putting songs on that I don't think I necessarily would have listened to. Um it's really fun. So I'm trying to encourage them to find more songs, and they're just you should yeah, encourage 13. them more and more. So it fills up more of their music than your music. Yeah, I mean the first one that they put on that was really cool that I dig is "Blinding Lights" by the Weekend. Yeah. That you hear it a few times, but now it shows up. But I give them a little bit of everything. So, um, oh, "Easy" by the Commodores. That's a great song. That's old school. Um. I brought them, so they like this song from Vision Quest, uh, John Waite, uh, Change. Yeah, good song. So we went old school and put some uh, old school babies on there. Every time I think of you, so I bring that on for them all the time. And then I got to think, I thought there was just a fucking another one too. Oh, I know what it was. So we were talking about different movies and we were talking about, um, we had... Uh, XM on. So we had XM on, and I think it was the 70 channel. And my son Cade got immediately yelled at by his brother because he goes, Hey, don't the BGs sing? And his brother's like, It's the BGs. And I go, Hey, guy's 13. How about you let him up for air? Right? And uh, Did he come back with, I'm 13 too, and I fucking know it's BGs. Yeah. So they were talking about, uh, Saturday Night Fever and the Bee Gees. So I was kind of telling them, like, man, it's, it's a pretty wild story about that family. It was four brothers. Told them how Andy Gibb. I'm like, dude, this guy had the world by the balls. He's banging Victoria Principal. He's living his life. Yeah. And I go, he, uh, he got addicted to drugs, and it killed him at a young age. And so there's no Andy Gibb on there. <clears throat> but then they start talking about the Bee Gees. I said, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I said, I, I've never liked anything from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Never have liked anything. That's a shitty movie, too. If you play that for your kids, they uh, hate it. That whole movie, right? I go, I, I can't listen to any of that shit. It drives me crazy. <laughs> but I said, but I worked with a guy at a record store in Encinitas, and we were joking about it. And he turned me on, and he said, dude, listen to old school Bee Gees, because it's kind of along the lines of what you like of old school, almost blue-eyed soul R&B. So shit like Gotta Get a Message to You. Um, the fuck was the other one? I gave him a couple other ones that are kind of cool, like old school. So uh, if any of that shit ever shows up, it's kind of fun. But um, but you'll sing it in the car? Oh, yeah. I have no problem. 
<laughs> no problem. What do you got that goes Dude, in I there? always say, if I was a songwriter, I would put a song together that has hits high notes because everybody tries to hit the high notes because they, oh, they can't. Right. Or a song that has whistling in it. I like, can't you, whistle for I, shit. Like, neither, oh, I know. You, can't, you always go tweet. Tweet, tweet. It's my, from my buddy Boom. Like the song Patience, Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. It's a great oh, fucking right. song. But dude, I can't whistle. I wish I could whistle. Right. I wish I could, I could pull that move. All right, here's the, the song that that I'm embarrassed to say that I sing, but I'll only sing it when no one's around. It's Always and Forever by Heat Wave. Do you know that song? Well, is You so used to play it like on Coast 103.5 and shit. It would be one of those songs someone would dedicate to someone. On the old Art LeBeau show? Yeah, like those kind of shows. Goddamn, Art's the man. Is Heat Wave, now, is, is Heat Wave the guys that did the original R&B? I believe so. I I it's the only I bought the tape. I remember back in the eighties because like fuck, I can try and sing this song. It would keep me awake when I drive back and forth from L.A. to San Diego. Yeah, but I would never sing that in front of somebody. But it's one of those songs that fucking I'll sing if it comes on the radio. Wow. And I'm just not a singer, man. I'm terrible. So yeah, you know, I'm the only guy that could fucking stand it. But uh, when it comes on, I was trying to see if I can hit the high notes. I just uh, it's the fun thing about Spotify is I just try to circle different things through. Uh, to kind of give them a, a range of everything to hear what they find. The other thing, though, I love playing old school R and B for them. So it's a lot of Al Wilson show and tell. It's Bobby Blue Bland, "Ain't No Love in the in the Heart of the City." But now what they're into is uh, old school spinners. Really? And uh, I'll be around by the spinners. Uh, they like working my way back to you by the spinners, and then. Uh, Easy by the Commodores, Commodores which you great. forget is just like such a great song. Yeah, all that. So different things. But then country, they love uh, Luke Combs. Oh, uh, yeah. Luke Combs is great. He's not really. We kind of took a break from him. They love Brett Young. And then they love uh, uh, Clint Black Taillights because that song, Nothing But the Taillights, where he's talking about how the chick dropped him on the side of the road and he's yeah. looking at the taillights. And then you find out in the song that she was driving his truck. And she kicked him out of his own truck, <laughs> and he sings about how he gets a truck back, she's going to be walking, but he's got to get his own truck back dude, first. Dude, I love it. It's such a funny fucking song. So, yeah, all I that stuff. Dude, that, that, is very, that is very funny. So, do your kids ever play DJ Khaled? Do you ever hear any songs from him? Uh, obviously know who he is, but no, not that I've... Dude, the dude cracks... I laugh every time. He always announces his own name in every fucking yeah. song, <laughs> and then he always drops another one. Always makes... <laughs> Have you seen that? I think it does an insurance commercial. Yeah, we was talking about brushing teeth yeah, or brushing something. Yeah, brushing teeth. Let's run those in uh, small circles. Another yeah. one. Fucking, it makes me laugh every time. I, I don't know enough about him. Obviously, I've seen him. He seems likable. Is he yeah. likable or is he a douche? Yeah, he seems cool as hell. That's he, what he I seems thought. seems cool. Okay, that's Brett, good. Brett Young has a song, got a country song called Breaking Up in the 90s. Meaning yeah. it was easier to break up with someone in the nineties because now you fucking the girls all over Instagram God, and it fucking it just dude. It, it fucking you can't get away from her. And one of my closest friends, she's going through it right now because she <laughs> she she she's had, the guy on Rochelle Ryan videos and shit. And he's like, what the fuck? No, she uh, <laughs> she just got out of a long term relationship and she wanted to go into Facebook. And kind of change everything, change her status and some pictures and shit. And it's like everybody with Facebook, right? She set it up with like her Hotmail account or her AOL account. She doesn't know what the fuck the password is. She doesn't know how to get to the deal. So he goes, ah, I just had to take all of fucking Facebook down because I'm so sick of looking at his fucking face showing. <laughs> his fucking face. <laughs> 
Yeah, goddamn, it's so funny. All right, here we go. Last one, okay. last question. When you were a kid, who was your first favorite wrestler? Oh man, my first favorite wrestler. Uh, I was talking to my son tonight about Pat Patterson passing away. Yeah, remember Pat Patterson? Yeah. So when I was a kid in Minneapolis, Pat and Ray the Crippler Stevens were the bad guys. But they weren't the funny bad guys, you know, like Ric Flair and those guys when they became bad. They just wanted to beat up all the good guys. Um, Probably, I got to think. Probably, I mean, I didn't see Ric Flair till we'd already been watching. So it was I was a kid in Minneapolis. Oh, I know who it is, Dave. It's the Crusher. The Crusher came from Milwaukee, and he just he he kind of looked like Bill Center, <laughs> and he just talked about drinking beers and doing polka with Lucille, and he had this voice, and he was always smoking a cigar, and uh, he dude the Crusher was the fucking man in Minneapolis, the man who made Milwaukee famous, and he was always beating the shit out of everybody, but um, that's funny. Yeah, and then uh, it became Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And then eventually we got the Superstation, and you could watch NWA out of Atlanta, and no doubt it was Ric Flair. If you tell me your guy was Jerry Lawler. That's funny you say that. No, Jerry Lawler's the first one I remember. I Honestly, I think it was Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, yeah, because like he would have been down there. The, the three guys that stand out in my mind in that Tennessee fucking Bill fairgrounds Dundee. wrestling. Bill Dundee was one of them. But the three guys that always stuck out were Jerry Lawler, who yeah. I'm not really a huge fan of, but the key was the king. Yeah. Uh, Ravish and Rick Rude, and um, God, it's uh, just Drew Blank. Um, Jimmy Hart, the promoter. Oh, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. He, he, was a, he was a Tennessee guy, too, before Austin he Idol. You had a bunch of yeah. guys down there. We Tommy did. Rich. We had, we, Tommy Wildfire <laughs> we Rich. We did. You know them better than me. Well, because I say to my son all the time, like, I've kind of, I've kind of lost, like, that whole thing but my my son is completely into it and his mom's not gonna talk to him about it his brother doesn't care so he'll talk to me and the thing is dave i look at and i go it's not really my thing tonight but when i was 12 and 13 like my son is it was all about going to shinder's news and trying to get inside wrestling or the wrestler and saving up whatever allowance you had to get a wrestling magazine and so those things never covered anything going on in Minneapolis. So you would read about Pat Patterson, who passed away today, or Bob Backlund, or Ric Flair, but they would always be writing about the guys in Memphis. So, yeah, yeah all these assholes like Bill Dundee <laughs> and Austin Idol and Tommy Wildfire Rich, Eddie Gilbert. Now, there was this guy, Eddie Gilbert, and Eddie Gilbert started off as just kind of like this all-American guy, and then he became a bad guy, and he was so great, Dave, because he he called himself Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. <clears throat> My buddy Boom and I were completely into this, but, like, not where the guy crying thinking it's real. Like, <clears throat> we got it. And we just, we, Boom and I always had an appreciation for the guy who was creative and just being a fucking asshole. And Eddie Gilbert's theme song was Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Yeah. And you go, now that takes some goddamn balls to come out to that. People throwing beers on him. But all those guys. Ravishing Rick Rude telling everybody, sit out, shut your mouth. <laughs> Rick Flair, I told you, the worst thing, and you can look this up. 
Ric Flair on a clip says to a girl, the crowd in Atlanta, you remember that show yeah, on TBS? There's like 40 people there. <laughs> he looks across the ring at this girl, and this slapdick Tony Giovanni sitting there holding a microphone. Picture this, Dave. You have to hold, sit there and hold a microphone. And Ric Flair comes out there in his suit, and he looks over and he goes, Hey, honey, nobody in the world likes to be called fatso. <laughs> so sweatso, sit there and keep your mouth shut until Dusty Rhodes comes out here, then leave with him. All right, Tony. Now let me tell you. And I'm like, how do you sit there and hold a microphone and have this guy insult like a 19-year-old girl in front of 40 people and a bunch of assholes around the country watching like me and Boom and Ben Gallo. Nobody in the world likes to be called fatso. Sweatso, sit there and keep your mouth shut until Steve Woods comes out here, then leave with him. All right, Costa. Let me, and like, how do you not just go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Hang on, dude. She's 19. She's because got a family. Because we're monsters. They were giants, dude. They'd kill you. You'd go, hang on. She fucking waited all week to come out to TBS. She told all her friends she's coming out to see all her favorite wrestlers. Yes. Right? <laughs> and uh, and now you just said that to her? And I'm supposed to sit here holding this fucking microphone? Tell everybody to come out to the Omni? You fucked me right there, Rick. I'm not going to lie to you. That was bullshit. You could have given me a heads up. Dude, I was there to the whole Andy Kaufman thing. Yes. You know? Holy fuck. Where he comes out with the bars of soap and toilet paper and telling deodorant, telling people this is soap. Andy <laughs> Kaufman, underrated, overrated. You know what? Um, he made ta- he made the TV show Taxi go. Right. You know, he was the he was You didn't the think Tony Danza was a good actor? No. <laughs> Jeff Conway? No. Um, but man, him and Danny DeVito made that thing go. Danny DeVito did such a good job putting that movie together for him, by the way. Yeah. Um, when he passed with Jim Carrey. Um, I don't know, man. I wasn't a huge Andy Kaufman fan. I was, I was a kid, dude. I mean, I was, yeah. what, 10, 11 years dude, old? that fucking Mighty Mouse thing, though, that yeah. he did was yeah. so goddamn funny, yeah, right? that was funny. <laughs> but I think that guy, like, if you brought him down here, we'd be like 10 minutes in. Yeah, and we'd exhausted. be doing the Dan Williams ad, right. getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Speaking of going a long time, we've already gone two hours and five minutes. Oh, shit. we got to get out of here. Uh, back here Monday night. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Take care of your friends. All right, guys. 